Welcome to Battle Science, the Battle Science podcast, Pokemon Go PvP podcast, and discussion and stuff. Where am I going with this? Uh, today is September 24th, 2019. I was going to go live September 27th, Friday. Uh, I am one of your hosts, Steven. A.K.A. Boy in the Woods. Joining me as always... Jesse, also known as Rocket Adam and Jay. And welcome to one more episode of Battle Science. We've got a show today. We've we've got a lot of stuff to go over. Um, I'm thinking this is going to be probably like an hour and a half, two hours. Not all that, content. Yeah. it's. I mean, it's all good stuff. It's all got all got good content. We've got a lot, of, a lot of stuff to cover, so let's sort of run down the laundry list here. <clears throat> Uh, in between, uh, this episode and the previous episode, we got some more details on season two. I think it was literally two days after. Yeah. Was it, what was, <laughs> uh, what was the episode where we got, it was that evening that like the announcement it was mirror cup. Yeah. It was mirror cup. We recorded yeah. an episode and it was going to go live later. It was going to go live a few and days. We were hoping yeah. that it was going to we be hoping... like announced during our recording. Yeah. And we almost held the recording. It would have, we would have gone like four hours. It would have been ridiculous. Um, but here we are again. Here we are again uh, on the in-between. Uh, we've got a Sylph Arena Season 2 coverage to go over. We will have, oh, good heavens, um, Sinister Cup, Cup number one for October 2019 of Season 2. For, of season two. Uh, before we get into Sinister Cup, actually, there's a couple of rule changes we're going to go over for Season 2. Uh, between season one and season tw- two, uh, Sylpharina's uh, looked at some of the things, adjusted a couple of the rule sets. Um, it's nothing super major. But it's stuff that even be- in the in-between from the inaugural launch back in January up until now, PvP has kind of settled down as in a sense that they've seen the things that we need to correct as minuscule as they are because we know how people like to find that gray area between the lines and exploit it. This is self going. We see you. It's been a little while. I went over it when they released it and then I haven't really reviewed it. So this is going to be like a secondary review for me. Um, it's nothing major, but it's all stuff to get, get to know. Um, and it's be stuff with. that you'll need to know going forward. Um, and then, so then season two, season two rule adjustments, sinister cup, Sinister Cup meta, um, some standouts, and then, am I missing something? Uh, and then at the end, we've got some cool announcements about our uh, plans for Extra Life. Yes. So uh, stay tuned for that. And I'm <sighs> sure even after the recording's done, we'll start posting stuff up to let you guys know. Yep. More info as we get closer to the date. Yep. And if you're listening to this uh, pre-recorded, if you're listening to this on podcast services, uh, that info is out. Uh, we'll have some uh, pretty pretty pictures with some further information uh, and some dates and stuff. So uh, that's going to be cool. I'm going to be honest. It, I've had a long day and I'm tired, but I'm also really excited for this. <laughs> and there's a lot of stuff to cover and I might trail off and I might have some um. So I apologize in advance, but we're going to we're going to get through it. This is going to be an adventure. So I think one little uh, one little note at the very beginning, 
by the time this is out in podcast uh, on on podcast services on Friday, uh, we're gonna hit I think one thousand total download slash subscription listen things. Woo! Yeah, I don't know exactly how Podbean uh, totals that, uh, but in our back office or not back back office in our our mm. our little uh, account page on Podbean it shows uh, nine hundred and ninety five. Listen slash downloads. So by the time this goes live, okay, a clap. Thank you. I want to single clap <laughs> for uh, for for getting us here. I mean, we're gonna hit some some kind of number like that at some point, um, just because we keep putting out episodes and people are gonna continue to listen. So, uh, but it's kind of awesome you. to yeah, it's kind of awesome to get there. Thanks, guys. Uh, let's see. We haven't hit the one the one little goal that like I know we've made it when we have somebody listening from Japan. Like, yes, if yeah, you have friends that live in I Japan, I don't think we have. Last time I checked, which I think that's was like last week, the only place we've had. There's some surprising some surprising places that people are listening to it. Either either people are actually listening to us in uh south america and in different places in europe and different places in asia or they're using um what's that software um the one that bounces your signal to other places it's more i would like to hope that we're transcontinental yes yes we definitely have some uh european listeners uh i like that a lot of our u.s listeners are it's it's texas that's all i mean what can you say about texas they like to fight down there yeah it's a it's a big chunk of li- listeners in Texas. I mean, f- as I, far as the states go, they still hold the title for the biggest PVP turnout. Yeah, in the state. Yeah, in the states. I think the uh, Safari Cup did actually... just take the official North American title from yeah. them, though. So, that's... so shout out to Texas. Get bigger and better. It'd be kind of sweet to go down there at some point. I... Every time I've heard someone say Texas, they've never said anything bad about going there. Yeah. I want mm, barbecue though. Yeah, PVP, Pokemon Go, PVP, and barbecue. So if y'all have any uh, recommendations or anything, <laughs> you know, let us know. Yeah, that'd be a fun, be a fun like road trip or something to go down there. Uh, okay, off topic. Ooh, also a good chance to go get Heracross in Corsula. Yes, uh, I want a good Heracross because the one I have was, uh, oh, but not great podcast. League. Yeah, not great league eligible, but uh, that's enough. Uh, well, I'm sure we're going to tangent later, so um, let's see. First topic. Let me see if I can find the right tab here. It's um, rule changes. Nope. 2019-2020 competitive season. You're getting one step I bet ahead. ahead. Uh, so season two starts October 1st with Sinister Cup. 11 months of challenges. That's, let's see, one, two, three, five, nine. So 10 standard cups in theory because july being the last month of like monthly cups mm-hmm. we might see a rerun of mirror or something to that effect okay some sort of reflection okay 10 full cups monthly metas and then august will uh let's see so June, July, and August will have continental continental tournaments. So that'll bring, I assume, North America, South America, and Europe together 
in their own respective locations, um, similar to what we saw with uh, Chicago, Dortmund, and was it Buenos Aires or was that it? That sounds right. Um, Santiago. Buenos Aires sounds right. Um, I apologize for not knowing that. And just like that, we lost viewers in South America. Um, <laughs> we lost respect. We lost respect. Um, so we'll see those uh, those tournaments happen again. And then the winners and top place finishers from those at the end of August will go to Worlds. Mm-hmm. Um, and I also wouldn't be surprised if that goes into next September, but I'm not entirely sure. Right. So the way this formats it actually looks like we'll have it starts sooner than last than season one. Mm-hmm. It goes because it starts sooner. It has a longer duration, yep. but it also ends about the same time. Yep. It's going to end in August. We'll probably have the month off in September and then we'll resume in October mm-hmm. unless because we're starting early midway to the end of season two, there's some extra fatigue or something and they push it back to, to nine or eight. Right. But that's looking way ahead in the future. I think one concept that would be cool for a cup, maybe January-ish, mm-hmm. or maybe in one of the kind of slower turnouts months, is month prior, have them put out a thing saying, we want you to choose the cup and have like either a voting system mm-hmm. or have a user-submitted tournament. That's interesting. I think there's actually been a couple of metas in the past that have been suggested by people from different uh, different groups. Okay. So it hasn't necessarily... Uh, not every cup has been done by the specific people from Sylph. Right. So the... I'm trying to think of... I remember seeing it for Jungle, and I don't remember who it is. But seeing a Reddit post, I believe, from somebody that was like, hey, the Jungle Cup meta was my idea. You know, what do you guys think? Um, so I think... It'd be interesting to go back later and look at it and see who it was. Yeah. And and go forward and see what, you know, what's the, the meta sort of if there's a submission format or something for mm-hmm. that. So that the community's uh, more involved and stuff. So I think that'll be, uh, uh, that'll be interesting to see because we have 10 months of metas. What are yeah? There's a what lot. Is, what is this going to look? What is season two going to bring us to look at season one? Reflect on the pros and cons of each of those metas and refine it mm-hmm. to bring us, you know, quality competition and diverse uh, metas and team picks throughout ten cups. Right. It's and you also got to factor in at any given time. Niantic can throw a wrench in the cog and be like, oh. Look, new Pokemon. Oh, look, legacy moves introduced. Have we seen any major legacy moves recently? Uh, other than uh, community the, days, the which will never change. Maybe I don't want to say never, but what was the name of the vulture? I forget. Oh, the one that's not out. Yeah, that's not a. Mm. It's not relevant, but um, not Buzzwool. Mandibuzz? Mandibuzz. Mandibuzz. Mandibuzz getting a move change. Okay. Even though it's not available yet. I've got a slight tangent of that. It's not available yet. It's Mandibuzz is not out in Pokemon Go. It is in the backend data. They changed the move set that it would have in the backend data. I don't consider that 
that I would not consider that a legacy move. I would not consider that. There's nothing against that. Oh no, it quote unquote nerfed it. I don't. It's it didn't nerf it because it was never out. But as a plan, people were already placing it in placements for rank overall based on the math that would happen because it having that move. But you shouldn't. But you shouldn't because it's not out. You know how people are. I mean, I, I mean, one of the that's what we do is we look ahead and we see, right. you know, if when we look ahead to, to uh, Sinister Cup, one of the big things is, OK, if we get Jellicent in some at some point in October, we're going to see a shift in the meta. But that Until is then. that is an if asterisk big like <laughs> grain of salt kind of thing. You guys of, can't see it, but Steve yeah, I'm gesturing, gesturing vigorously um, <laughs> that, you know, it, we look at the information we have and we make conclusions off of that. And that's what any of us do. Right. That's what we do to prepare for for tournaments for anything i understand but it's one of those things of like you could show me that uh arceus is having judgment at a normal type move is going to be the greatest thing since sliced bread uh i'm still going to take it with a grain of salt because it's not out yet what you got against sliced bread i uh i don't uh, but I have, I might have something against Arceus with Judgment, normal move being the best thing since sliced bread. Okay. So there's a lot of things that should probably be other in than Mandibuzz, those two. though. I don't think off the top of my head, except for Turtwig or Torterra, there has been anything else that has become legacy since the most recent one. Mm-hmm. Did so we since actually on the in between we also got Gen Five or the beginning of Gen Five. Yes, first wave. Um. So I don't trying to think if anything got changed there nope yeah sorry pregnant pause yeah i think every there were some things that looked good on paper that now that they're out they look a little less good maybe a huh rip and bore that's true but we also have to have community day there can also be move changes months later what if it gets a fang move what if it gets thunder fang it can't Never say never. I don't know. It, it, it could always get a move change. That's one of those things. I know. So that's, yeah, example after but example. So season two, looking to be pretty eventful. True. How did we get? I don't remember how we got there. Whatever. Uh, season Yeah, so season two, a ton of content. Oh, that's right. So things meta changing because Niantic come, brings out new Pokemon, new moves. Right. It's going to happen. We're not like until you can never be a hundred percent prepared until Pokemon Go catches up with the main series game games or Niantic is just like okay we're not going to support the game anymore. There's always going to be changes. <laughs> you don't so. like making money, yeah. <laughs> I mean, there is such thing as too much of a good thing. Yep. I don't know how that really factors into Niantic making Pokemon Go, but yeah, fun stuff. Um, so ten months of uh, competition. I don't know what is April's what is April's little badge thing there. Regional invitationals. Okay, so regional invitationals will come out one, two, three, four, five, six, seven ish months in, which is interesting. I I don't quite understand how. I mean the the months, the monthly cups still happen, and yet continentals and worlds are still happening. 
but that also leaves at least three metas where ranks can still change and stuff. So a question that's coming up on the chat. Do trainer ranks reset in season two? Yes. Yes. So your win-loss percentage uh, is now... Whatever's showing now is your season one info. Your rank will reset. Your title, your rank title will reset. Um, I think that's kind of a good point to segue into one of the changes. Uh, the rule set changes? Yes. Um, yes, let me go over monthly cups, regional by invitation, championship season, player rank, and qualifying. I think that's everything. Yes, there's a couple of more minute um, adjustments in the info for season two. Uh, but Jesse is right. Let's move on into the... Sanction event rules. And actually, I'm going to go over into the Reddit thread for it. So, uh, does this have... Yep, here we go. It's not the Reddit thread. I'm going to go to the sylph.gg slash updates slash player dash rank dash rules dash updates dash coming dash season. (laughs) God, I love... Web URLs? Yes, URLs. At least it's not full of numbers and letters. Thank you. Um, so yes, uh, ranks will be reset in this player rank and rules updates for the coming season. I believe there's five things. We're going to start at number five. I assume a lot of people have read this, but if you haven't read this or you want a refresher, here we go. Uh, number five, ranking algorithm updates. There's two new player tiers for your rank. So before there was uh, trainer. trainer rival, trainer rival, uh, challenger, challenger ace, ace. So now there's rather than four, there's now six. Do they say what their titles are? They do not. Two additional player tiers will be obtainable above ace. So there's probably elite four and then champion. I bet or you gym anything. Leader. Potentially. I think this is more of them being able to... One thing I noticed a lot in the first season was a huge clump of players either challenger or rival. Mm -hmm. And I think this will kind of help thin it out a little bit more because I know for like a lot of people in our chunk and rival felt like they were never making progress towards challenger. A lot of people I talked to felt like they were stuck there. Yeah. They're like, as best we do, we still can't get any higher. Uh And I did watch the rise and fall of my rank personally in Rival this last season. And I think Rainbow Cup, I did the worst because I went with the water team. Yeah. That was just a gimmick, and I didn't realize that was my weighted cup, and I shouldn't have done that for my weighted cup Mm -hmm. because back then I didn't understand how that worked. And then with Tempest Cup, I think I was just a little overwhelmed. That was also one of my worst performing cups, but I think that was because I was overwhelmed with, one, exhaustion of resources from the last two cups because I didn't uh, spread out my resources good enough and just the overwhelming presence of having players like Valor uh, Valor Ash there. Mm -hmm. Just we had some really high-ranked players at the first Cascadia Clash. Yeah. So moving forward... I'm going to pay a little bit more closer attention to my rank, and that's also another bullet point here 
we'll get to in a minute. Mm. But I feel like this will be an, adding these two new ranks after Ace will kind of give players an idea of okay, these people are really good versus wow, there's a lot of people in Challenger that are kind of hard to tell who's good and who just kind of got lucky. I think um, I'm I'm in a different position than you. I think the two player tiers above are status symbols because knowing that I mean you're, that's what they are. Yeah. Knowing your ace is like, okay, you're going up against the top, what is it, 100, 500? So any tiers above that, like, I know who's going to be. You've got a ladder climb. Yeah, I know who's who I'm, like, if, if there is a someone that is ace that is in my local area, I know who they are. I don't need to know that they're champion or that they're elite four right now. You know, I don't need to, I, <laughs> the, no, no one needs to, like, it, who cares? But to Above. be fair, per- personally, per- or personally, I don't care. What I think, um, what I think, to your point of, there's no progress in those lower tiers. My my comparison would be to something like Rainbow Six Siege or to Dota, where your uh, ranked seasons you have your uh, bronze, silver, gold, platinum, diamond, you know, your players, and then like your pro players or however you want to ra- rank it. I feel like those. I understand the sort of pyramid ranking system of a lot of people are in uh, trainer, a lot of people are going to be in uh, rival, um, a lot of people. There's going to be less people in challenger, and then there's even less people in ace, and then the tiniest amount in those top two categories. Like I understand how that functions, but I wonder if there's going to be a m- more detailed breakdown in the future to sort of help represent how you play and where you play in the rest. Right. So, but I think that also kind of goes into another one of the rules where matches have changed this season too. Is it the every battle counts? Yeah. Okay. Uh, I have feelings. Other people have had feelings about this. Very vocal feelings. Yes. And it is something that Sylph has addressed. And I don't, unfortunately I don't have that post up i can pull it go ahead and pull that up so every battle counts it's it's part of oh no it's five ranking algorithm updates it's not a top five list of things uh uh let me correct myself on the overall content we're going over so number two on the five ranking algorithm updates every battle counts this season i'm gonna this is quoting directly from self.gg this season we will collect match results for all battles between competitors. This means that each round opponents will still face off in a best of three, but they will always play all three battles and will report the outcomes of all three. It is important for us to be able to distinguish players winning handily in a 3-0 versus closer matches where the match outcome was a 2-1. Furthermore, this information will be used to replace the... I'm going to butcher this name, or butcher this. Bushols tiebreaker in favor of each competitor's quote-unquote unquote, win count. Uh, note, the arena team is discussing a potential optional con- quote, concede and take loss end quote, action okay, so- for the third battle. Hold on. Stay tuned for an update on this front. So that is that was added after a after. lot of player feedback of I'm selecting everything. Here we go. Um, a lot of player feedback and my own opinion which 
aligns sort of with my own opinion of if I'm going into a battle and I've lost to nothing, it is a huge will breaker to have to play that third match knowing I'm going to lose. Going in and seeing the, the example I would use would be my final battle from the uh, Jungle Cup. I was going up against someone with that was running both um, Magneton, 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 and Magnezone. I didn't have a counter. There was no way I could change my team comp and pull a win out of my rear end for the third match. And I, I really don't want to end my four or five matches of my Jungle Cup with going 0-3. I'd rather not basically get stomped into the ground i will concede that third one there's no reason for me to 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 fight that third batch i don't have a vigoroth with counter i have no way to counter that that kind of tank it's one i don't want to end my tournament experience like that and two in any round where i am going to get my rear end handed to me like that i don't want to play that third match I don't want to lower lower my overall self-confidence in that tournament to the point where it detracts from whatever my next round is because I was so mightily handed that loss. But you still went 0 and 3. Right, but you do not but I the the, mor- the moral the over, the the complaint initially was it was forced. If yes, it was forced. If you're going to go into a battle and you lose the first two, and you know you can't win the third one, you have to play the, th- the third one. There should So they are adjusting that rule where you have a way to concede the third battle. But, so people understand, you do have to play a minimum of two. Yes. You always, yeah, you, just, like, just like in season one, it's best of three. You play, two, you play at least two. Now... Are there going to be there? There are going to be those instances where you've lost the first two, and you think, okay, I can change this up. I can at least pull one out. I can I can pull a victory out, and that's not gonna. It's it's going to help your rank. You're going to lose less. Yes. as far as your overall rank. And I think that's what they want to push this season with this new rule change. Is you have a chance to still come out with a W. Yeah, per match. Yes. If you think maybe some weird gimmick or maybe just a bad swap or a bad lead. Mm-hmm. This gives you an opportunity to, to make it so you're not just going two and zero on your record. Yes, it's so rather than in season one, they in season one the way that they counted rank was your overall round win or loss. Right? Did you did you did you beat them twice? Okay, you get the win. Right. But did you lose one? They don't care. They didn't care. Right. That didn't that didn't matter. That didn't in attribute. This, it was it did does. you win or did you not? Yes. I can win the first and lose the second two, but that win's still gonna count for something. Yes. And so it'll this, definitely help with your placements better. Yes. So overall the the way that they're gonna calculate rank, I, I do like this. It does take into account those wins, those uh, being able to catch somebody off guard. But someone still having, you know, you, you are able to stuck, best someone. Yes. Someone stuck in like your position with jungle now has the option to go. I'm good. You win. Yeah, yeah. In that in that last battle, okay, I wasn't gonna win. I think it was the round where I was playing against Krista, dude. I think I still. I think I went 
two and one. Okay. I think I did win one, but even if I did lose both, still one of those instances where I was, I felt pretty good. They were close matches. I'll play that third one. There's potential I come out with a win. Right. So I'd I'd rather not concede. But in a situation where that final round, I know I don't have a counter. I know he's going to run both Magnazone, uh, Magneton, Magnazone. There's no point in playing a third match. Right. So this new adjustment to the rule, the the day of as well. They made this change the day of because of the overwhelming response people were giving with the same sentiment that you were explaining. Yes. They're like, okay, that's not unreasonable. Yeah. It's. It, you have I appreciate the the understanding of that because us as competitors are also human beings we have good days we have bad days there are instances where a frustrating defeat is a frustrating defeat and basically being forced to being defeated and then being told you have to throw your face in the mud is is which demeaning. is demeaning yeah it's it's yeah it's demeaning and it's demoralizing and it makes you want to quit really early you know i can in a five round tournament i lose the first two rounds and i'm at the bat- bottom i don't and i'm forced to lose six games in a row i don't want to continue so i mean in a hypothetical instance i wouldn't want to continue knowing that okay all of this competition is better than me but I do, and I do like that there is some flexibility. The the overall that if you know you are able to pull some of those wins out, you might be at the bottom of a tournament. But if you've won a couple, you're not you your rank might not might go down, but it's not going to go down as much. There is more data overall. I mean, to I believe with the new system, if you drop out early, you're probably going to lose more rank than if you had stayed. True. Yeah, I mean that that understands. I don't I don't know what the I don't know specifically what the algorithm is. I don't know if they've ever published what the algorithm is for and what the 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 ratio of rank loss for dropout versus or any, straight losing. Any of those details. I don't know if they've really put any of that info out. But it's one of those things of like if try, it's not but recognize that you have these other options and if you're just having a bad day one thing I would like to say to everyone that plays in PvP, and I understand people get discouraged, especially with the story that you just shared, don't feel like you don't have to leave. If you're in a situation in a tournament where it's getting the better of you and you aren't just feeling it, explain that to the tournament organizer. Don't just walk away because they need to know if you leave. But if you need to leave and call it a day, there's nothing saying that you can't. If you're not having a good day, there will always be more tournaments. Mm. Don't feel like you need to push yourself through the mud, so to speak, to have to finish something because you're going to lose more rank if you don't. And I didn't mean for it to sound that way earlier. If you are discouraged and don't feel like playing, don't. Because more than likely than not, it's just going to sour the experience more. Mm. That's all really. We've we're getting low. Sorry. But to bring it back up, yeah, we're here to have fun. Yeah, and I think that's what people need to remember. As as competitive and as nerve wracking as this game can be, remember to have fun. Mm-hmm. 
All right, we got a bunch more content. Oh, goodness, this is a big article. Uh, <laughs> okay, so number three in the ranking algorithm updates. We're going to move right, al- right along about as fast as, <laughs> as, fast as we do. Uh, opponent strength. The strength of your opponent, while already a factor in Season 1 rank changes, will more heavily affect your ranking this season. So a good example of that mm-hmm. was we had smaller cups that we'd go to like for example, the one in uh, West Seattle, or not West Seattle, but Seattle, when they did their Jungle Cup at the anniversary party, I won my first two matches. Which, in a small group of I think it was only ten players, I ended up playing against someone like uh, Mister Valor, mm-hmm. and because he was an ace trainer and I'm a rival, my victory against him in that particular instance would boost me more because I beat someone of a higher rank. But now in season two, that's going to have an even bigger effect. Mm. So I'm very interested to see how this combines with number two, the every battle counts where you're going up against someone in, in an instance where you're matched up against someone that is drastically higher rank than you, where you're able to pull out a win in the bat, the, the, the three battles, mm-hmm. um, how that affects so are you going to go down in rank or does that more or less count as a win because the system would say hey this guy is hundreds if not thousands of players above you in rank you were able to pull a win out this should like where does that put you right in ranking and I i would i would hope that bumps you up a little bit so i think once we start getting into the season and people start seeing the algorithms and how certain people beating certain people or even going one and two against a certain rank, even if it is one above you, Mm -hmm. people will quickly format the formula for that and give us the numbers. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Let's see. Number four, minor procedure change for weighted cups rather than selecting whether this is a big one for me, rather than selecting whether a cup will be eligible for extra weighted effect 10 times. Competitors this season now simply explicitly choose if they want a cup tournament to receive the extra weight when registering. This means that extra weight is no longer tied to whichever concludes first during that month. So for me, that rainbow cup that we did mm-hmm. at Capitol Hill, yeah, I would have rather not that have been my weighted that, cup. Because that was your first cup, it counts as your weighted cup. In season one. In season one. Now, if you knew you were going to be competing in a second one and you wanted to do that really weird meta with running all, all water, you would be like, okay, I don't want this one to be my weighted cup. It still counts towards rank, but it's not a it's not a drastic, it would, will not drastically ev- affect your rank. You can then do your other rainbow cup or whatever cup. Well, it has into. to be the same cup of that month. Yes. You can do that second cup of the month as my weighted that one as your weighted instead of the yeah. first one that you attend every month. Yes. Whereas like in Sinister, if I wanted my first cup, if I wanted to participate in something on the first and just run all ghosts or all steel or something bonkers. Right. Um, you could have fun with the first could, cup. Yes. And then if we found a like, let's say you go to a big tournament mm-hmm. and you want to do something fun to catch people off guard and get yourself known. Uh huh do it there and then have a more smaller community driven like eight or ten people Mm -hmm. cup where you can be a little bit more serious about your picks yep like running an all gold team yes i saw that that chef's kiss (laughs) glorious do we give a mention at that uh it was uh 
Juan Peru. What? Which one? Blackshin? Blackshin. Blackshin. Yeah, running a cliffhanger team that's uh, all gold shiny. <laughs> oh, how do you? I don't have like. I have like two of those six the Pokemon benefits shiny. Of being community admins. That's true, and just like going out and going yeah. ham. Like I unfortunately can't do that as much, <laughs> but yeah, like, ah, oh, beautiful. Uh, let's see, number five on this list: Com- eight competitor tournaments and qualifying for rank. Tournaments will now be qualified for rank if round two of a tournament concludes with at least eight people. This means that if some someone leaves in the final round, the tournament will still count as ranked for all the participants, and the player that left will, as usual, receive a loss. So in those tournaments where you struggle to get eight people and you're under a time crunch, as long as you're two, I believe was it was two out of three rounds mm-hmm. complete with eight people, yep. then you'll be okay. It'll count towards rank. That's helpful. Some communities, and we've struggled with it here in our, our home community, we've struggled with trying to get eight people. So that's it's a helpful change. I don't know how often I feel like you get into that situation. If they have to but, implement this rule, it was obviously a factor. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. If they if if they've they considered it and are making it a rule, it, it had to be a factor somewhere. So that's a to me seems like a reasonable change. Yeah. Uh, I appreciate it even though it doesn't affect me. So Let's see. Big chunk number two. Over 10 new clarifications in the arena rules. Here we go, kids. Put your belts on. It's going to uh, get bumpy. Let's see. Uh, it's a lot. <laughs> I'm looking over these first major paragraphs and wondering if there's any information that I need to specify. Uh, there are some odd gray areas within season one because it was the initial season. There were some things that were overlooked. There was some things that were sort of wishy-washy and wibbly-wobbly. Um, so season two, they're going to be a little bit more consistent about rules, uh, rule enforcement, all that fun stuff. Um, so you got to be familiar with these rules because you know if you do break them, you do go over the line, they will come down on you. So one of the ones I kind of want to jump on is there will now be ranked open league tournaments for all tiers, that being Great League, Ultra, and Master. Uh, I have feelings on this, and I don't remember if I've talked to you about this. Probably not. Um, I don't... But again, this isn't the sponsored cups. This is if you want to play in competitive ranked for those other tiers, Right. that is now an option. Right. In, in open league tournaments, they won't... The what is it? The ultra and master leagues will not apply for the monthly cups. Correct. This is only for uh, open cups. Correct. But my own personal feeling, and I understand that this will, these, the ranked open league tournaments will not have the 10 times weighted. They will, they will affect your rank, but they will not be 10 times weighted or, or have that ability to be weighted personally as someone who has seen, you see the collection of top tier players play against each other. I'm not a big fan of having those, even if slightly affecting your rank, be it open cup. True. Um, I, I prefer a separate ranking for each. League. Yes. 
I I it and it it does factor. It makes sense to have a separate ranking. I mean, that's what most online games that's, do. Actually, that's true. Is this um? Does it say? Does it affect your season two rank, or is it is there a separate rank? Because that might be interesting to have your season two rank, and then your career rank or something have something separate. Um. This might be something separate, but that's something we have to look into. Yeah, but they've never mentioned anything of having a separate rank for something else. Correct. So my my sort of concern, and it it's based on the ethics and the practice of players in the PvP scene having you know good ethics and good morals and understanding of okay, if you're going to do an open ranked league tournament in these other ranks they need to be open to everyone you know someone needs to be able to see them on the map and say hey i want to go do this because then it um if if you're going to do a private event or if you're going to run a special tournament or something um that is ranked and will affect rank it needs to be open to everybody because then things start to look shady and i start to like it even less or Mm -hmm. i i i and no one cares about my opinion. I, they're, you know. <laughs> I mean, except yeah, for the people like, here listening to us rant. I mean, but even then, like <laughs> maybe they're just listening for the information, and they could care one less, one bad word less than you know. No one could care. Yeah, that's they're just, fine. They're skipping through this part just to get to the Sinister Cup information, right? So, like, that's one of those <laughs> things of uh, of. Personally, I feel like this gets into a territory where things could get dirty. Things could get, um shadowy and i don't i don't like that i don't like the sort of this sort of feel that this could potentially um you know give so well while i understand where it's coming from it's not weighted you know that's not it's it's not going to upset the overall rankings i think as a general consensus most of the people that are doing pvp will see this as an off season or a time kill it's not going to be off season because off season doesn't count to your rank. So then I know, why, but would, I mean, why would they make it the, a, on the in between? Rank? Yes, I. It makes me nervous. It, as someone who I mean, and and I'm not going to compete towards the top. I don't think I'll ever be in, in the eighth. Especially when you so, get to ultra and master the yeah. dust requirements. Yeah, that's the one thing of like overall Sylph league. I, personally keep it within great league because ultra and master starts to get really expensive and starts to isolate a ton of players Mm -hmm. so why like open league tournaments especially ultra and master are now becoming are now eligible to be ranked it it makes me nervous right it makes me nervous so speaking of uh ethics clarifications on restricting and restricting restricting Sorry, I was adding like an extra G in there somewhere. <laughs> entry. Policies on the tournament organizers' rights to restrict entry and which participants' rights are protected have been added and clarified. So the those informations are not here on this page. To but give an example, I've read things on Reddit where people have been asked to leave because they have been not respective of other people's surroundings. Mm-hmm or personal space those of the opposite gender come to mind it's there's a lot of um i can't think of a phrase harassment uh, the it this helps clarify and reduce overall complaints to sylph of 
um hey why was i kicked out oh you're being you're being a dick um yeah to put it <laughs> to put it crudely um this reduces the ability for them to com- for people that are overall not being a uh, a a good sport a good sport or someone that uh harasses or is uh grossly inappropriate or or anything to have any right to complain after getting kicked out yeah this overall clarifies of no you like you agreed to these rules you agreed to these rules you were rightly kicked out you have no reason to complain we're not going to self and self arena and any of the rest of the tournament organizers are is at zero fault and this is all you so and this is like just vaguely looking at like a sentence sentence and a half and i feel like that rule was implemented because I did pop in every once in a while under their self arenas discord and read the help or ask an admin. Mm-hmm. And it literally was a bickering between a tournament admin and someone that they felt got unjustly removed. Mm-hmm. And it comes down to them having to investigate both parties, asking people that were there outside the tournament, you know, is this what happened? And I think there was one or two instances where the tournament organizers were the shady ones and we're just doing the click mentality and just strong arming this person this random person that came to their tournament out but majority of the time it was those people doing exactly the thing you would think they would need to get kicked for yeah that's just one of those things of in like remote games in games where you're playing multiplayer over the internet you can the toxicity yeah you can easily mute someone can't really do that in real life no Pokemon Go really doesn't... It, it, the if, inclusiveness in which you have to interact with other people is something that we have never seen in a video game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, in this... this In Pokemon Go PvP, with having real-life interaction and PvP usually happening... Um, in person. In person. Um, there's a lot of other um, other factors and other things that really haven't been dealt with before i'm I'm giggling because there was one tournament that i read that the organizer actually bought deodorant oh and was (laughs) handing it out to people yeah woo, yeah but what does that say um well they know their audience so yeah i mean i love hearing the stories of conventions and yeah um you know gaming events where you know old spice or uh dove or axe comes in as a sponsor and legitimately (laughs) hands out in 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 every like goodie bag or whatever it's a a a travel size deodorant do that what's funny i've been there it smells bad yes take a shower wear deodorant please thank you axe one year at pax Uh uh-huh was handing out the travel size deodorant uh-huh. and wrapped around the deodorant were uh, sanitizer wipes. Oh my saviors! <laughs> yes, <laughs> it was. It felt great to go to the bathroom in those nasty convention bathrooms uh-huh. and then just pull that on my bag. Yeah, I. <sighs> I mean, <laughs> clean yourself, just, kids. Well, I, I mean, Pokemon Go PvP. If we ever do get like an esport, like, uh, very quickly, I'd love to see. Those sponsors, those the 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 personal hygiene sponsors, because right there on like, the table next to the players, the Sandy no, wipes. Know your audience, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's it's like a, a it's a it's a plush 
Pikachu, it's the trophy, and a can of Axe. Like, yep. <laughs> yep, that fits. Anyways, um, let's getting see. into probably the, one of the most controversial topics next that uh, I was excited to hear about. Hidden information is the subtitle for this. It is the responsibility of the competitor to protect their own hidden information. Is this HI, like IV, like hidden hidden information? <laughs> hidden values. Uh, during a tournament, including which charge move is being used at any given time. It is also their responsibility to not actively seek out the hidden information of their opponents beyond normal observation during their battles. So this is a kind of roundabout way of saying uh don't count tapping but also make it so that it's not obvious like don't have your phone flat on the table and let yeah. your opponent see what you're doing yeah it, it's it's like don't play your trading card games with your hand flat out on the table for your opponent to see unless that's your strategy in which case how <laughs> but you know i mean if if that's what you're doing and you're able to win then congratulations to you you are your skill is obvious but hide, hide what you're doing not not hide in a bad way hide as in the moves on your screen and the amount of tapping and all of that stuff and what pokemon you have in the back end when you open up the switch menu should all be information that you and you fair, alone should see if you're playing in the same cup and you're focusing as hard as you have been on the meta you should know what every pokemon's moves are true the expected moves true i i'm not saying that you shouldn't what i'm saying is don't actively seek it out like on someone else's screen another thing that i've heard in the discussions on this topic in particular is don't be that person that has the friend that goes and stand behind your opponent and gives signals. That's cheating. Well, yeah. Yeah, and I don't Come think on. that's even that's not even what this is referencing. No, but like there's I think there's already rules in place from season 1 that that show that. But yeah, yeah it's one of those things of it's it's a little bit more it's 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 be less out of, of the gray. They're 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 giving a, an actual rule and an actual definition of this. Yes. Um, rather than keeping it in the gray area, and a lot of people being like, "Well, is it?" So, um, that is appreciated. Yep. Um, let's see. Battle team. Battle team checks information. Uh, quote: Information has been added about what information tournament officials are and are not allowed to request from their competitors during and before a tournament. This will help competitors protect their hidden information as well as aid the officials in running a clean tournament without violating privacy. Um, that more or less see. speaks for itself. Yeah. Yeah, this is a, a, a bit more like an addendum to the hidden information to um, the tournament organizers. So for an example, this kind of speaks to if I'm a tournament organizer and I'm also participating. Uh-huh. I cannot have I cannot use the information that I'm given as a tournament organizer to my advantage or the power or that the power. It being the tournament or, tournament Correct. organizer gives you. Um uh, I can't read it. Uh the I, little reminder part? No, the comment from C Neves. I think I'm I don't know exactly how to say. Do people actually it. do the signal thing that I was mentioning? Uh, yes. I have I haven't seen it. 
Uh, there's somebody out there. There's enough players out there that I'm sure someone does it. Yeah, you can literally go like put two fingers on your face. Mm-hmm. Second charge move. It's it's just like um, uh, baseball. Yeah, it's just like baseball, and the catcher and the the pitcher having yeah. hand signals. Um, it's just like it was. I think two days ago on the Reddit, someone was like, "There, there's a person in their community that has said that they tank their, they they lose to meh players." And then when they get matched up against really good players, so they tank their rank. So when they're matched up against really good players, they can beat those really good players. That highly affects their, their ranking. Their overall. ranking. There was a lot of conversation of okay, that doesn't make sense. So like, if you're actually reasonable, why not showcase that you're actually reasonable rather than just being spiteful and show that you are just spiteful and don't like if you're gonna compete compete don't be weird (laughs) like i don't i like i it's not a i don't have a way to describe that of like compete don't be don't be a cheater don't be weird don't be don't try to break the algorithm that's already in place just play don't try to break the system yeah don't try to break the the system of oh they don't have a rule for that no it's common sense compete fairly win fairly be ranked fairly. I mean, if you're playing the game to be spiteful, maybe look into something else. Yeah, like I don't know. I'm trying to think of something. Have you tried League of Legends? Have I, I, have you tried eating <laughs> spicy food? Angrily <laughs> eating spicy food. Oh, it hurts. I'm gonna keep eating it. It's like I'm my, gonna keep eating it because it hurts. It's my relationship. I'm gonna teach you. It's my fl- It's my my relationship with flaming hot Cheetos. It's Ooh. like really good, <laughs> but it's super spicy and it's just like painful. But it's like a shouldn't be a good painful, and it's not. So I've liked it for a while, and at this point, it's like, nah. You know what? I need to stop. Speaking of painful, painful. Uh, technical, technical errors. errors. Uh, this section has been expanded to make clear what may or may not constitute a rematch and the protocol to follow in case of a dispute or issue. So this, all these things we're going over can be found. These are quick bullet notes of the changes being made to the overall rules page. I'd say quickish because we're. <laughs> I know we're kind of slogging through yeah. it, but um, if you want to find the complete list of rules, you can yeah. go to the website and read up on them. Yeah, all. But these are the things that they pointed out for changes that you need to be aware of going into season two. Yeah. So technical issues, the same oh, as before. Oh, it's Kano. Sup, Kano. Do you? How do you? Let me know how you pronounce your Twitch name. But sup, Kano. Cnevs. Yeah. Is it Cnevs? Cnevs. Cervantes. Cervantes. <laughs> but um, let's see. Jumping through these technical issues. What? Technical errors. Go check that out. That uh, there was some discrepancy near the end because rematches were being handled differently in some of the not regionals, but in some of the the higher up tournaments. Yeah, um, than they were standardly, and so like a I good think... a good example of technical errors, the Invitational. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> the Pokemon Go uh, or the the Pokemon Go Invitational tournament at the. Um, uh, what what was it called? The Pokemon Worlds, Worlds? yeah, uh, in Washington D.C. Yeah, yeah. Um, communicate, 
Uh, that error, <laughs> that if, GPS if you, error. If you have problems, you know, communicate with the tournament organizer, all that fun stuff. So, fun fact also about the there's a rule. I don't remember exactly where I see it, and I'm sure it's in here somewhere. You cannot participate in a tournament tournament if you are getting the GPS error. Uh, I don't remember where I saw that, but it's on there somewhere. You'll have to find that information for me. So in ten. In number 10, several other updates. Um, this bullet point says oh, GPS manipulation. Competitors who have falsified their GPS must opt out of player rank. So that's more or less saying if you're spoofed. If you've ever spoofed or you are spoofing, you're immediately right DQ. now, you should opt, opt out of rank. Or if there is evidence of you spoofing, um, it will be presented to the Sulfurina team and you your rank will be. Uh, opted out of. You'll still be able to compete, but your wins and losses aren't aren't going to matter. So yeah. Um, okay. This is another thing I have a complicated um opinion on. This is number six: bluffing. Bluffing a member of your uh your battle team is allowed. However, by doing this, you are sacrificing one of your six Pokemon spots. No Pokemon can be uh, subbed into that spot, altered to fit that spot, or added to your registered team once the tournament has begun. So, uh, bluffing is an interesting tactic. Yes. It's something I haven't seen yet, personally. I don't know if I'd ever do, unless I'm, like, either super confident, which is never going to happen, uh, <laughs> or <Wow. laughs> or there's just some, like, absolute bonkers thing. Like potentially, uh, potentially jungle with, uh, um, uh, potentially jungle and having a Vigoroth. Okay. Like I didn't have Vigoroth on my team. Maybe I should have put Vigoroth on my team. Just because for intimidation. Just for intimidation, even though like I didn't have one prepped, I should have pulled. <laughs> should have pulled normal cast form off and put in <laughs> put in a Vigoroth. Um boy howdy uh <laughs> sh- should I have done that? Yeah, probably. Did yeah. I do that? No. Yeah. No. Um so uh, it's an interesting tactic. Bluffing was something that a, a handful of people were dis- have have discussed over the course of season one of, okay, is it a, is it a valid tactic? Is it not a valid tactic? Uh, uh, according to Sylph uh, and Sylph Arena, it is a valid tactic. Does it make sense to do? I don't know. I guess it's up to you. Yeah. I mean, if I wanted to put on that I have, see, thinking to Sinister Cup, uh, it, I f- personally feel like it's more of a hindrance than anything. Yeah. Because um, it limits your options. Yeah. If, to be honest, the I wouldn't do it to bluff. I would run if if it came to three all three matches. First two matches, I've it, it if out of the first two matches it's one one, and I have say the Marowak that I haven't used in the first two matches, I'd use it in the third. Rather than bluffing and not actually having it, I would bluff in the first two matches. People would assume oh. In the first match, okay, he's going to use the Alola Marowak. In the second, it doesn't use the Alola Marowak. So then, in the second match, someone's like, "Okay, are they going to use the Alola Marowak? Don't use the Alola Marowak." So if we, if I, if I win both, then awesome. But 
Um, in the third match, if I need to pull out the Alola Marowak, I pull out the Alola Marowak. Right. I have it. Versus bluffing of, okay, You never had it to begin I, with. Yeah, you never yeah. had it to begin with. So in an instance where you need it, you just don't have it. Right. You're just at a disadvantage. But to be fair, you so, can also use that to your advantage by, let's say, with this cup, running three to four ghost types isn't an uncommon pick in the Sinister. Uh-huh. But with that, people see your team, and even if you're only running Alolan Marowak, Polyrath, and Driftloom, mm-hmm. you have a substantial amount of weakness to ghost, and your opponent will see, oh, they have a bunch of ghosts. Well, you can bluff to the sense of... I'm not going to run anything that's weak against what you're preparing to counter my team with and catch them off on the bluff on that. Mm -hmm. So essentially you can manipulate, I forget the technical term for it, but you basically stack a team to look like it has one weakness, like I did with my water team for uh, Rainbow Cup, Uh and your opponent goes, okay, well, their whole team is weak to these two Pokemon. I'm going to obviously just keep using those and then anticipation that that's what you're going to pick. Uh And then every one of those rounds, you crank out either a win or a loss, depending on what you picked. Mm -hmm. It comes down to a lot of psychology, but if you believe you have two or three core Pokemon that you're always going to use every match, fill the rest up with the stuff you're not going to use. But more often than not, you're going to need to have those options. Yeah. Yeah. Because, and especially something like Sinister Cup, and I assume from here on out right um we're gonna have such diverse metas that you know um with the mirror cup of twilight you're gonna see things like swallow you're gonna see things like um grand bowl grand bowl you're gonna see these off meta picks that you need to have a response for um and maybe having those you know your three backline mon uh pokemon being a bit more diverse you know you're are gonna be super helpful to have so I think that's a good tangent to jump into the number seven. Improperly determining a winner. The winner of a game or match cannot be determined arbitrarily. This means no coin flips, random picks, and and any other method beyond battling or forfeit. So it has to be by battles. Um, it can't be determined any other way. The judges can't say yay or nay. With no data. So it this ha- person to... battled once and then walked away. They can't just say, okay, just because that person left, automatically that person wins. Yeah. They have to report it as a two win, the opponent, zero loss. Yep. Um, let's see. Uh... Or, th- sorry, three now. Yeah. Uh, outside assistance and external resources. This is a big one. Competitors should not receive assistance from any other person during the tournament, whether it is from spectators, other competitors, or from people not at the tournament. Competitors also may not utilize any programmatic or otherwise dynamic scripted resources which perform or achieve, retrieve personalized calculations or simulation data to provide strategic matchup information based on a competitor's parentheses or their opponents and parentheses specific battle team or lineup parentheses i.e pv simulators or any program that requires inputting information describing inputting information describing a battle team and parentheses period that's a lot of words sorry i've got another sentence and a half (laughs) web pages with top performing quote or uh no not quote counter lists what uh just italicize the word yeah counter lists notes Type charts, 
and other resources are permitted, but remember to stay within the time limits set by the organizers. Exclamation point. So this is a more or less a, a long and detailed way of saying uh, don't run Sims. Um, anything where you input. Don't run Sims once the tournament starts. Yes. Don't in. Do not use any resource that requires you to input something and get an output from it. That's like the bullet point right there. They should have put. Yes. If you if <laughs> the so, long and short. So there was there was some extra descriptions that people were sort of digging for, in uh, some examples that people were trying to get a better sense of from this from self. And it's more or less the the broad spectrum of do not use any resource that requires an input to get you an output. Um, That's really the best way to put it. Yeah. So if you have matchup charts, if you have like. Like, for example, let's say I choose my six team for Sinister and I can write down or have a printed or on my phone a thing that says theoretically with these moves. Marowak should be the best counter against these Pokemon. There's there's nothing against someone printing out an Excel spreadsheet of five pages. <laughs> Let's be honest, you just like Excel spreadsheets. Of the, I mean, data data is part of my job. I have to look at you know, I have to look <laughs> at uh, admission prices and number of admits and whether something's going to perform. Um, if someone comes in with five pages of notes from an Excel spreadsheet of potential moves and um, strengths and weaknesses and um, favorable versus unfavorable matchups in between matches. As long as you do it, that's in a, legal. as long as you do it in a reasonable amount of time, you're fine. Anything that's printed is more or less legal. Yep. Um, it's where you start getting into like the, the running Sims running Sim battles and, running anything online via a phone that you start getting into the potential of being of something being a no-no um, so one peru makes a good point someone I've had someone check moves on the mons that i've used in a tournament if if it's printed out beforehand and it's not something they have to put numbers in yeah it's technically legal yep um and that's where it, one of the things i was thinking about earlier of we discussed the meta of of each tournament mm -hmm. um and looking at pv poke and a win percentage of this pokemon versus the meta is you need to sort of put an asterisk there of you can have like two pages of the meta which are pokemon that most if not all people are going to be running right and then you have weird picks where no one's going to be running a uh a beldum or a Matang in this tournament, they're going to be running Metagross. Uh, that's within the quote-unquote meta and the percentage of wins in, say, PV Poke, but that's not something you're going to be seeing. So, you know, while <laughs> this is sort of an off-tangent of, you know, someone could come in with a, a page and a half of the meta. Possible. Or someone could be coming in with 10 pages of every possible Pokemon yep. that is available to be picked yep. in a particular monthly cup. Which that's is ridiculous, legal. but is also understandable because that's a lot of Pokemon to have all memorized and stuff. There's a lot of moves to all have a bunch of information for. Not everyone has the time or the mental capacity to be able to understand that. But that also falls in the th rule there that says it's legal, but at the same time, don't take a half hour to do it. Yeah. 
Yeah, because then people are going to get upset with you. Yep. Yeah. One, be reasonable. Two, be reasonable within a reasonable amount of time. Mm-hmm. Yep. It's that factoring in <laughs> of the variable of, of time. The so XYZ n- coordinate and the... What do they classify time as? They, they, they think they classify it as the Z... I'm getting off mathematically variable jump. So this Whatever. next rule, I think, is more so <laughs> so that people don't do more shady stuff like you were talking uh, about earlier. Yes. Number nine, travelers' cards must be public for ranked competitors. Any competitor wishing to play ranked during the 2019-2020 season are required to leave their travelers' card and tournament history accessible to the public. No hiding tournament histories this season. I didn't know you could do that. Yeah. I don't know of the way you can do that. Under your Self Arena webpage, uh-huh. under where it says uh, your profile, uh-huh. uh, the option between your trainer card and logout was hide rank tournament stats. I am don't understand it. Don't do it. I mean, it was more now people fish out people's accounts for information. Uh-huh. Like, basically, that took your badges and all the tournaments that you've played in uh-huh. on your trainer card and hit it. I mean, I understand that. I just... That's what it was. One, didn't... Like, it never actively registered in my mind that that was anything that you could do. Right, because they and never two, me- mentioned it. why you would do that. Now, that doesn't mean that there isn't somewhere a valid reason to do it, but... But if it's a rule, there's obviously a reason. Yep. There's a reason against doing it, so... Yep. Um, and then number 10, several other updates. Battles that time out are not considered a draw slash tie. The winner is determined by the result shown in the journal. Um, rematches of a given battle must use the same battle party with the same lead Pokemon. And then the GPS manipulation. Competitors who have falsified their GPS must opt out of player rank. And more. Be sure to read through all the updates updates arena rules before your first season two tournament so you have another week go study up on the rules oh my gosh yeah i right (laughs) right october 1st is a week away um do your homework kids but that's what we're here for yeah well i mean we're uh an hour in and we've just gone over the The we've gone over the brief outline of the rule updates not all of the rules to summarize the last hour Uh uh-huh you now are required to play best of three rounds, even yes. if you want to opt out for the third. Uh, with the uh, the potential to opt out of the third. Correct. Yep. Uh, more finite rules on running tournaments, technical issues, and making sure just play fair. Yep. That's really the big bullet point of this. I feel like we mentioned earlier... There were so many gray areas that people would fight the nitty gritty on mm-hmm. just to have the ability to say, no, I'm right, because it doesn't say I'm wrong. Yeah. That to quickly wrap this up, let's make this a great season. Let's make season two awesome. Play fair. Yep. Don't be a jerk. One could say Self Arena is making season two a little more black and white about rules. Anyways. If you weren't sitting across the room, you'd probably smack me. That's a joke about Gen 5. I'm here all week. (laughs) Okay. 
So an hour in, I told you this was going to be an hour and a half to two hours long. Um, that is the rules updates. What was the next? Sylph? Or uh, Sylph. Sinister? Sinister is Sinister. where we're going. It's time for the spook. <laughs> That's a, I feel like I need the echo. I need to like uh, add the effect. <laughs> the the comments on Twitch. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, there's a reason I'm in um running events at a theater and not performing events at a theater i feel like at that point we would make more money off selling rotten fruit to throw at you oh yeah than the tickets oh yeah oh that's gotta be a lucrative business Ooh, i think mm, i think i have a new side job for myself Programming bad material and then making more money off of the selling the rotten fruit. Evan has to clean that, right? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Other people have to clean it. Um, okay. And you pay them to clean it. Yeah. Uh, let's see. So let's... Let's get our spook on. Let us get our spook on. Let us... let it. There's no let us pun here somewhere. Maybe... Nah. Sinister Cup, let's move on. Bad puns aside, October 1st through 31st. I wonder how many Halloween spook uh, Sinister Cups we're going to have. We should have a ooh, Halloween night tournament. If I'm not working, I'd be down. And you have the, to dress up. The Ooh, okay, I like that. Uh, and then on top of that, whoever wins gets like a one of those pumpkin baskets full of candy. Pumpkaboo. Full of candy. Ooh. Um, here have cavities. <laughs> um, October's Cup has some interesting, interesting qualifications. Um, let's get to bring a team of six, as always. Uh, Great League Pokemon, so 1,500 CP and below. At least one of the following types are permitted. Ghost, Psychic, Steel, and Fighting. So this is very. This is something that I don't think in any of the speculation of spooky or um, sinister or any of the sort of like hints and teases we've got over the like the last last month and a half, anyone was really considering steel um, or even potentially. Fighting. I think steel is just kind of always there. <laughs> like yeah. even if it's not in the cup, somehow it ends up in a cup. Yeah. Hey, I heard you like the inclusion of tanks. Um, <laughs> so. All species with at least one of the four allowed types are permitted, except mythical Pokemon, Skarmory, Hypno, and any Pokemon with the dark typing, including dual types. Yep. So that's mythical Pokemon are Deoxys, any form of Deoxys. Thank goodness. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And thank you. (laughs) Um, Jirachi. Uh, actually, I would be curious to go back and look at what the effects of having Jirachi in this cup would, would look like. Had. Uh, it's probably ridiculous. It's probably up near the top. Um, and again, thank you. Um, and this also thank includes you, Mew and Celebi. Yes, because is, is there any mythical Pokemon that would not be allowed in this? What do you mean? Is there any mythical Pokemon that's not psychic? Currently, no. I shrug. Um, Meltan is not mythic. Mythic, so Meltan is in. Same is... with uh, <sighs> Spiritomb would be allowed if it wasn't a dark type. Right. Um, 
and we'll get into that in a second. Skarmory, not allowed in this cup because we all know <laughs> the Skarmory. Big bird. <laughs> yes, if if steel type is in, Skarmory's up at number one. Yep. So I appreciate this. Um, I'm sure a lot of other people. It's do. finally it's, time for the bird to roost. It's uh, give it a break. Give your Skarmory a break. I appreciate <laughs> it. Um, like I have a good Skarmory. I haven't used it yet just because I didn't compete in early cups. But you know what? I'm okay with this. It's refreshing to not see Skarmory up here. And not have to have a specific dominant. counter for it. Yeah. Um, because I, there isn't a good counter for this. Because it'll the flying will beat fighting. Um, steel won't help. Bastiodon with flamethrower. I don't think we should take, talk about it because it's not matter. That's true. I'm just thinking of like uh, Bastiodon with flamethrower and uh, Alolan Marowak with the, the fire type. Like there really isn't a good counter to it. So um, Hypno. Hypno is not allowed. I think the big reason is Shadow Ball being a legacy move. Yep. Um, it kind of hinders it for a lot of people. Um, it doesn't perform the greatest with Shadow Ball, but it is a big contender. It's with a it. contention because it's a limited move, and if that person has it, it gives them an unfair advantage. Yes. And so um, I understand um, why it's not in here. It's a little sad that without Shadow Ball and getting the new. Uh, elemental punches um it gives it a nice bit of variety a nice added little spice but i understand there is no system in place to check to see if a pokemon to has check legacy if moves. it has the move yeah there's no way to outright ban specifically hypno with shadow ball so just banning hypno overall makes just sense. makes it easier it makes it easier it's nice um uh, and then any pokemon with a dark typing including dual dual types so that is spiritomb that is uh sableye what else is in that Trying to think of what other dark types would show up here. We don't have Bisharp yet. No. Um, so that eliminates the dark steel. We don't um, have Scrafty or Scraggy yet, so no dark fighting. Yep. Uh, that eliminates, I'm going to say his name wrong, the little new dragon dino. Uh, Dino? Dino Zwarius. Yeah, I don't know it very well. The Dino line is essentially banned. Yeah, Dark Dragon. Well, it's it wouldn't be in any way because it's Dragon's not available. True. But um, trying to think of where else Dark crosses over here. I don't think there's a Dark Psychic. At least not yet. No. Nope. Um, dark Steel, we don't see yet. Dark Fighting, we don't see yet. And Dark... Um, what am I missing? Ghost. Dark Ghost. Other than Sableye and Spiritomb. Yep, that's so that's it. Yeah. So it's just Sableye and Spiritomb. I think it just nulls out dark typing because it would give them that advantage against the Psychic and the Ghost. Yep. Which are two of the big, more so Ghost top of the food chain for this meta. And that's where we saw, uh, and that's some of the relationships we saw in Twilight. Yeah. So um, that's a bit refreshing. Uh, so those are the bands. The only one of each Pokemon species is permitted on your team. Makes sense. Standard rule. Yep. Um, Ever since people abused else? it. <laughs> yeah. And no running two Skarmories. No <laughs> running any Skarmories. Uh, am I missing something else? I don't think so. I think, I think jumping into picks and getting on our way through the spooky woods. Is oh, boy. Next. Yeah, there's a... Nope, that's Great League 1500 all Pokemon. Let's go over to Sinister Cup. Um, I've got notes. I'm ready. This is exciting. Um... 
let's just get out of the way one of my favorites just because i don't know i want to talk about it and this is our sh- i don't want to be like this is our show i'm going to c- cover what i want but i'm going to in this instance cover what i want empoleon i like empoleon <laughs> i like empoleon in this meta i like that it's steel type allows it to be in here uh it's got some really great neutral matchups against um and beneficial matchups against uh marowak um with its water type uh, neutral with stab is great um i don't think it performs it performs very well but i don't think we're gonna see it all over the meta um i feel like it'll be a good wild card pick yeah i don't think it, it it's not a necessity but i like seeing it here especially without hydro cannon it's nice to see empoleon be relevant within this meta without having the community day move mm-hmm. it's nice to see a starter period in the meta without having its community day move yep so that's um very refreshing to see uh empoleon <laughs> refreshing being a water type <laughs> <laughs> i'm in on it too see yeah um so empoleon waterfall flash cannon hydro pump Oof, um that's a closer yeah it has and so this is where sort of the ask my my thought on the way here um this afternoon on the way home the sort of asterisk that i have to put in is that um i don't know specifically the overall results on pv poke is a particular pokemon and its win percentage against literally all available pokemon within the meta or is it only the top 25 or how does that that how does that fluctuate? I'm very curious to see that how that is. I think, I think that's it's, literally against everything. I think it's literally against everything. So Empoleon versus literally everything in Sinister Cup has a 58.1% win percentage. Wow. A 38.7% win percentage and draws 3.2%. So um, 58 and then what? 38.7. That's impressive. Um. So going back over to its overall... Uh, its top counters, Breloom, Polyrath, Ferrothorn, Metacham, and Executor are the top five. So right there, uh-huh. Polyrath and Metacham definitely going to be two of the premier fighting types this yes, cup. Yes, absolutely. Um, but you're going to see a little bit less of Breloom. Ferrothorn yeah. is going to be a little bit less common because... It just came out. It just came out. Well, and which, I, pinpoint real quick, uh-huh. after we went home on Sunday, uh-huh. I dropped them off and found one. Oh, you got one? Yeah. Ooh, any good? It is a 0, 13, 14. <gasps> oh, are you kidding? Is it too high, though? It's too high. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's literally five points too high. Uh, F's, F in chat. Please. F's in chat for uh, Jesse's. I nearly threw my phone in the hatchery. Does its, um, what's its second evolution? Um, Ferrothorn. Is it only a tier two? Yeah. Two tier? Okay. So it's first tier is just not worth it? No. Okay, that's too bad. That's That makes me sad. Um, it makes you sad. Oh, that's, well, <laughs> yeah, it makes, I'm a little disappointed for you. You're probably even more, you're probably like devastated. Like I said. Like that would be. I almost gave my phone to the fish in the okay. the hatchery. Um, so the key matchups, the 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 best matchups for uh, Empoleon here, Marowak, Alolan, which is number one. The number one of this cup. Haunter, which is number two. <laughs> Steelix, Gardevoir, and Bastiodon, which are all within the top 15 Ten. or so. No, because Gardevoir is in at 13. Okay. 
I did my I did my research here. Interesting on the Gardevoir. I feel like that's just because it resists everything Gardevoir does, and then yes. hits it back with steel. Yep. Yeah. And then the water fair, for neutral. The, the fairy the the fairy steel matchup's not going to do a whole lot. Psychic doesn't. It, it gives honestly. You, a neutral you could probably stab, just kill but, it with waterfall. Without yeah. glass Gardevoir. You probably, yeah, you probably could. Yeah, you could edge it out. <laughs> but um, I could see Gallade giving him a run for his money. Yes. Um. Actually, Empoleon comes in at fourteen, right under Gardevoir. Okay. So okay. Um. I I really like Empoleon. I like where it's at. I like Empoleon as a Pokemon. So this is one that I have two Great League eligible Piplups, and there is a chance to get more before um before it's Community Day. I'm gonna I'm gonna use one. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna I'm gonna run some Sims. If it feels if it feels all right, feel feels good. I'm gonna be running one. So okay. I'm excited for that. Um, so going back from we're gonna kind of go top down, and then there's some interesting picks that um were gonna uh, go rec- over. Yeah, that we're gonna go over. We're recommended from um what John's doing. In a, the name, and I quote, "What John's doing." I'd love at some point. I'd love to have a segment that is literally, what's, what's John, John doing? doing? <laughs> um, so a lot of another few of the comments along with what is John doing is stuff that has been submitted on our Discord. Yes, you are all more than welcome to join. The link should be in the description below mm-hmm. on Twitch and or the podcast site that you are getting this podcast from. Yes, I think I have to update update that still. Remind me. Yeah. Um, not, but not a hard update, but yes. Not just for this episode, but going forward, if there's something you want to see us talk about or if you want to just hang out with us and talk about PvP, Battle Science Discord is live per mm-hmm. last episode. And at some point, I think I'm going to try and make an off-topic channel so that we can like share recipes or something. Yeah. Because, you know, whatever. Banana bread. Banana bread's good stuff. Um, uh, Maybe oh, a white, white uh, elephant for the holiday uh there's a a seasoned pretzels and beer dip that is delicious and i have to ask my mom about the recipe but i will most definitely share that because (laughs) that is like the best party snack but the tangent here discord's live (laughs) yeah join us ask questions talk about it we'll talk about it on the podcast much like we're going to do shortly here but to everyone that saw sinister cup come up the first thing everyone saw, this is the Vigoroth of Jungle. It's it's a very interesting, it's like Vigoroth. It is a bit different. A, a bit. This is Alolan Marowak. This is the closest thing that Sinister will have to a Vigoroth. Yeah. Um, it is number one at a 98.8% or 98.8 score for Sinister Cup. Um, it is... I have in my notes, a Marowak equals Vigo levels good. Uh, moveset, Hex, Shadow Ball, Bone Club. I love remembering and looking back to when everyone's like, oh, Bone Club is trash. Bone Club, why? And then, and then, <laughs> hey, why wouldn't you? It's it's here. It's a ground move. It, does, so it performs well. So the reason well. it performs well in this cup is because, one, it hits other Marowak. Uh-huh. And Shadow Ball does, too. It threatens all the Steel Boys. Mm-hmm. Yeah, where it uh where the fire type move is fire blast. fire blast and is that great. Bone club is better. If it got flame charge, not the greatest, uh-huh. or some other type of fire move, I doubt it'd get flamethrower because Niantic doesn't seem to like to give anything flamethrower right Will-O-Wisp. now. 
<laughs> we talked about that last episode, Willow. Yes. And the man, I hope it it's like acid spray, but go listen to the previous episode if you haven't already. But a Marowak, a Marowak definitely stands up as if you haven't got one uh-huh. or if you have one you want to run, it is definitely something that you will, one, want to run, mm-hmm. and two, respect. Yes. Yes. Uh, I am not going to do what I did in Jungle. I'm going to run an Alolan Marowak. I'm going to have a reasonable Alolan Marowak. I'm not going to be dumb like I was in Jungle and not run the number one Pokemon. I'm gonna use it. I'm gonna know it. I'm gonna respect it. It 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 desires and requires your respect. So on that note, I'm gonna leave this up to the community. I didn't say it to you. Uh oh. I mentioned it earlier last week, but for everyone that's listening to this, and I'm gonna wait a couple days after the podcast goes up. Uh huh. I want you, the viewers and listeners, to decide. Option one: top performing Marowak at ninety eight percent. For PvP, or my shiny ninety four percent. Which one am I running for the tournament? Oh, so, okay. So you're gonna leave this up to the community. I'm gonna to leave this up to the community okay. side. I think the sh- uh, actually, you know what? I'm not gonna bias. I'm not gonna bias listeners. <laughs> I'm not gonna bias the community. So I have my own opinion. Personally, I don't care for shiny Pokemon. Uh-huh. I would willingly giving it away if I could, didn't have a deficit to Stardust for doing so. Uh-huh. But I want you, the community, to decide. Option one or a top performing Marowak. Uh-huh. I'm going to go Youngster Joey on it. Top performing Pokemon. Or option two, Shiny Flex with the 94%. It's still good. That's still good. Really good. That's better than, no, a 94%. Yes. Okay. Most of my stuff's at a 95% PvP yeah. product. Because so. it is also limited to raids. So it's a tier three raid. Yep. It's is it tier du- four. Tier four? Yeah. Doable? Duoable? Or is it three? Re- recommended three if you don't have stuff power. If it was you going out raiding with you, uh-huh. I would say three people. Um, it's usual product out of raids, directly out of raids, is around a 95% PvP product. Unboosted. Um, so the that's right, because if it's boosted, it's over. Mm-hmm. So one of the things that you have to consider, and I have it here in my notes, it's because it comes out of raids where it does, it's a low power-up cost. But one of the things to look for is you, sh- if you're looking for optimal stats, whereas a zero attack, uh, a zero attack, 15 HP, 15 defense, or thereabouts for your, because some of those stats sometimes fluctuate depending right. on the Pokemon, um, you have to trade it for the optimal stats. Yeah. Um, the one sort of asterisk here is it is a 50,000 second move cost. 50,000 Stardust for that second move. So now, it's questionably it's, is. Is it needed? The second move? Um, Shadow Ball does a lot of damage. You already have Hex for Ghost, so I am I would never say run Bone Club over Shadow Ball. No, Shadow always, Ball is always out if you're If you're only running one move, run Shadow Ball. I would say to run it at peak efficiency, to run it as that number one spot, you should have both. You should invest. Yeah. But you do have to recognize that it is that fifty thousand Stardust. If you're going to give, if you are going to give any Pokemon a second move, this that is the one. Doesn't this is the one? This is going to be your safe lead. This is going to be your safe swap. This is going to be your safe anything. Yeah. Um, the only thing that Marowak really fears is going to be anything with Dark type and ground and water. Yep. 
or rock. So you're looking at Polyrath, you're looking at Empoleon, and then you're looking at other Marowak. Other Marowak and also uh, oh, there was something that someone threw at me earlier and I was just like, oh, that makes sense. Actually, let me just go ahead and... So I've got a couple more stats. So while you're looking that up, it yeah. has an 81.7% overall win percentage against all Pokemon within this meta. That is enormous. So it's top counters, Empoleon. Yep. Haunter, just because it outspeeds it. Uh-huh. Steelix, Frost Glass, Frost Glass, mm, okay. and Bastiodon. But I think Bastiodon, the only reason why it beats it is because he just sits there and goes, huh because it's it's <laughs> welcome the tanks. Yeah. Yeah. Steelix <laughs> and Bastiodon, both both tanky, both bulky. Um plus with their moves hitting back against the fire. Yeah. Uh let's see. So Yeah, the notes I have, it's a great neutralist. It loses to steel tanks. It beats the psychics and the fighters. You have to look out for Haunter. Yeah, I'm. I have not played a whole lot with Haunter, but if it's anything like it was in the Great Open League, back in uh, regionals and stuff, it's going to be a bit glassy. You're gonna. It's. It does great neutral damage. It does does great damage against a lot of things, but it is going to be a little bit glassy. So if you can survive it, then. Um, in maybe an unfavorable matchup, if you can survive it, then you've gotten rid of a very large threat. So a good tangent into the number two spot of this cup, Haunter. And one thing I'd like to point out about this pick uh-huh. that you mentioned to me is this is the first time we're saying Haunter not have to have legacy moves to be viable. So actually, I do have to kind of correct myself here. Oh. Um, so Shadow Claw as a fast move, 100% usage. Uh, Astonish and Lick don't have to use. Um, Lick being one of the legacy. Yeah. Uh, the charge move, 72.7% usage for Shadow, Shadow Punch. Shadow Ball, which is a legacy, is the second move here. Mm-hmm. So Shadow Ball at a 27.2% use. Now, realistically, do you have to be using both? No. You could probably pretty comfortably just use Shadow Punch. Uh, I think it gets it off faster, and I think oh, that's yeah. why it's higher. Um Having it there to bait might work, but also rec- uh, remember Haunter is a bit weaker and a bit glassier, so do you get that uh, slower charge move off um, with, you know, sort of the overall weakness that is Haunter? Right. The overall, not not weakness, but the overall glass that is Haunter. Yeah. Um, I have here, Haunter is the only top 10 Mon with a legacy move recommended. Yeah. Uh, Gardevoir joins the top 15 at number 13 with Synchronoise. Yeah. Nothing in the top other than Haunter, which Shadow Ball, you don't even necessarily have to run Shadow Ball. No. Um, Honestly, in the top this being 10, one that I think you could also just run one move on, one yep. charge move. You don't have to have, uh, you don't have to have, their legacy moves aren't a factor here. And, and that's really impressive. If you're looking for one, make three great throws is the research to get a Ghastly. Get a Ghastly, okay. Um... Hunters just slightly below Ola Marowak, just as far as damage. Um, it's it's recommended see. either as a lead or a closer. It's One got of those that hundred a uh, hundred rank in both lead and closer. Attacker, it's at seventy six, and defender, it's at ninety three point three. Um, I think that's because it has the ghost and the poison. Mm-hmm. Um, it resists a lot um, and does damage. It, it does is... super effective damage to other ghost type, um, as well as 
does insane damage. It is the a glass cannon. Even it though cannon. it is glass, it is a good thing to swap in on a fighting type, just because it double resists the fighting with poison and dart with ghost, uh-huh. and also catches things like another popular pick, giraffe rig off. So it's key matchups. Hunter's key matchups: Marowak, Steelix, Metacham, Dusclops, Dusclops, and Driftblim. So some pretty. Uh, it's an anti-ghost. Yeah, it's a pretty heavy hitter. Um, especially since it'll beat out Steelix and Metacham, mm-hmm. which are not coast. So that's pretty impressive. Its top counters is one we will be talking about. Number one is Giraffe Rig. We will we will do a little discussion about Giraffe Rig and its usefulness here. Um, Claydol, Mawile, Cresselia, and Bronzong. Oh, Mawile. Yep, Mawile. Um, I'm excited for that. Let's see here. How far do we want to go down this list before we start going into weird ones? Uh, I think covering the top seven would okay. be a good option. Um, so Steelix in here. Steelix is in here. Dragon Tail. Crunch. Crunch is a big one because it's a dark type move. It'll help you beat ghosts. Ghost and Psychic. Um, uh, and I feel like I feel like before Iron Tail was the recommended and now Dragon Tail is. Um, it hits a lot more neutral, yeah. which is good. Yeah. Um, With Iron Tail, it wouldn't... It wouldn't be effective against the plethora of steel type. Yep. Um, but even then, it's still res- drag- steel resists dragon. Mm-hmm. Um, the benefit of Steelix is that we've seen it before in metas. Um, if you already have one, just change a couple of the moves out. In theory, you might already have one with two moves. So your investment is a whole lot less. But um, it, is it is a 7,500 charge move. If you don't. Yeah. But it is number three. It's number three for a reason. Um, it's got bulk. It's got crunch, which I don't know where it would be. Probably nowhere near as high as it if it is if it if didn't, it didn't have, crunch. have it. Yeah. The benefit crunch dark type move and it hits quick. Yeah. It's a three bar charge, so you're gonna be getting it. Yeah. So that's um, a, a huge, solid pick. Yeah. If you need a good steel type, it's definitely it. It's made itself known in prior cups because of its bulk. And its ability to catch people off guard with the crunch. Mm-hmm. So its key matchups, it beats Alolan Marowak, Gardevoir, Dusclops, Driftblim, and Mawile. Top counters? Fighting, 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 fighting. <laughs> All fighting. Lucario, Metacham, Hitmonchan, Meta, uh, Machamp, Toxicroak. Fighting. Yeah. It, it fears fighting. It if will you melt. throw a Steelix on your team, make sure he has something to scare away the fighting. Yep. If anything else, he'll steamroll through the rest. Yep. Alrighty, he or she? I'm not. Yeah, uh, Bastiodon at number four Tanks, again. Smackdown, Stone Edge, <laughs> Flamethrower. Um, have we ever seen anything where Iron Tail and Flash Cannon are recommended? No. So, if you already have a Bastiodon, you should already have it. PvP. It already has the moves. It's a safe pick. It's a safe. It's a safe tank. And then budget pick for Bastiodon Probo Pass. Yes, Probo Pass. Is, where is Probo Pass on? It's a little bit farther down the list, but if you can't afford the dust the cost 18. or the seventy-five thousand Stardust move, or don't have a good shield on yet uh-huh. to evolve, Probo Pass is the has been and usually more often than not will always be the budget Bastiodon pick. Interesting. So Bastiodon's top counters are also all fighting, but Toxicroak gets bumped, Machamp gets bumped down, and at number four, Machoke comes in as one of its top <laughs> counters. How often will you see a Machoke in this tournament? I don't know. <laughs> if you bring in Machoke, you get brownie points from me. But if uh, but if you're looking for a t- 
top four counter to Bastiodon. A joke. A joke. <laughs> um, it also beats out Alolan Marowak. Um, probably everything not... built. Uh, yeah, <laughs> probably not as well because of the steel. It'll be weaker. No, let's see. No, because I, I, I keep having It'll to remind myself. It'll be the double myself. weakness to the ground. Yeah, I have to remind myself, though, that uh, Alolan Marowak, while has a fire type, it does not usually run a fire type move. Mm-hmm. And so it doesn't necessarily, it can burn through steel. I feel like um, in that matchup, if you were to go Steelix and Bastiodon, which one's a better counter to Marowak, though? Uh-huh. I feel Bastiodon wins. Okay. Just from the neutral damage from SmackDown. Mm, okay. Um, Driftblim at number five, which is a very interesting pick here. Um, I think that was one of the ones that when people saw Sinister Cup and they saw the meta, people were like, yay, I can finally use Driftblim since Twilight. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm interested in running it. I'm interested in running some Sims with it. Um, I actually have a really good Driftblim. Um, so, uh, Hex, Shadow Ball, and Ominous Wind. It's very interesting. Shadow Ball and Ominous Wind both have a nigh 50% usage um so either it's recommend either it's kind of a toss-up between the two if you're running one move the one research that i did on the ominous wind Uh is it's only a 10 percent chance to increase stats let me look up what is its second charge move other than ominous wind oh the cost it's fifty thousand. it's fifteen thousand. Fifty. Fifty. okay so it's expensive it's not not recommended it's not bonkers um, it's very high up there if you're looking for a second move. Uh, Ominous Wind does have the chance for the stat oh, boost. Its third move is Icy Wind. At a 1.7% usage. <laughs> it, it will help beat out other Drifloon or Driftblim because of the flying. Um, trying to think of where else the ice would be helpful. Any um, grass. Grass, which doesn't... Breloom's really it. Yeah. Um, oh, Breloom and then the Executor. Uh, or the execute line, okay, because of the psychic. Yeah. Um, but if you're doing that, you might as well run it with the stab shadow ball. Yeah, which is going to get off quicker. Yeah. Um, number six is Dusclops, uh, which is not the first time we've seen Dusclops in a meta, but more so higher up in rank, like significantly higher up. Yes. Um. So the lo- these last two Driftlim and Dusclops. Probably the more defensive ghost type you'll see is f- for now. Mm-hmm. I played around a couple of matches you would get with Dusclops, and I think it caught you off guard how good it was. Yeah, that was uh, was that Twilight. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, it's so it's Shadow Punch, Fire Punch, and Ice Punch. So it's got punches. Um, the interesting thing, actually, looking at this is its fast moves. Is Fan Attack is usage at fifty two percent. Hex is at 47%. Faint attack gets off quicker and gives more energy. But giving it that extra stab, uh, be- well, the dark type gives you a little bit more advantage, but Hex gets that stab. Um, so but it's, the damage it's, ratio and energy gain is uh-huh. better with faint attack. Just like one of my picks that I have for my team, I'll go into it once we get to it. It's actually not a contender on this list. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm very interested seeing that usage so you're sold on faint faint attack. Yes. So then do you would there be any argument to be using hex? Do you not like winning? <laughs> well then what why is hex's usage at such a near good half? 
yeah. near half. I think more so because people are looking at the meta and seeing how prevalent ghosts are uh-huh. and needing to get off those punches. So does Hex have a slightly better uh, energy gain? No, Faint Attack does. So then again, why is Hex so high then? Because people aren't registering that yet. People, it's... Okay, but this is so. so but they, you got to remember, there's two different. It's, it's not a. There shouldn't be a a cognitive dissonance here. PV poke uses pure stats. I know. Like there shouldn't be a discrepancy it's here. It's based on team, what you need for your team. If you need it to be just a straight ghost attacker, you're going to run it with hex. If you want it to be able to have a mixed variety and be able to be used as its utility punching, you're going to want faint attack because it'll get the punches off faster. Um. Okay. That makes some more sense. Uh, fire punch and ice punch, not fire punch is not very used very much. Ice punch is not used at all. One says it's good to go in Strafrig with faint attack. Okay. Um, let's see, because Strafrig is the psychic normal. Normal. Um, so the dark type, um, the dark Hits type it. will hit. Yeah, the dark type will hit the um psychic and the. What was the other one? Normal. Right, but there was another type that it hits. I don't remember what. Ghost. Does it hit Ghost for super effective? Mm-hmm. Okay. So then you can, you hit Psychic. Ghost, what is, Ghost has, remind me, I'm having a stupid moment. Does Ghost super effective against Psychic? Yes. So then. Ghost is super effective against Ghost, and Ghost is also super effective against Psychic. But then Dark is super effective against Ghost, and Dark is super effective against Psychic. Yes. Why are they not the same move? Or why are they not the same type? I don't know. I'm confuzzled. My brain is slowly getting fried. Um, so that's top six. Do you want to go over seven? Do you want to move on? I feel like seven is a very big investment. I have struggled to get number seven. Hi, number seven. It's me, a legendary. Or, or hi, I'm number seven. I'm a legendary. Uh, I am Cresselia. Straight psychic type. Uh, it's a hard one to get under 1,500. Because does it normally spawn under fifteen hundred? No, nope. Um, I think the only instance it would would, or does it even as a research breakthrough? It hasn't been one yet. Okay, would it? Because Latios Latios have. <sighs> eh, eh. It hasn't yet. It probably won't. Um, if have anything, fun finding it'll be, one. If anything, it'll be a winter solstice thing or something. Yeah, getting one under fifteen hundred is a chore. Um, I could tell you, it's a huge psychic damager. Um, Psycho cut, future sight, uh, moon blast as a potential second charge move, and also near tied with moon blast, aurora beam as a second charge move. So the general um, consensus with Cresselia. Run it with Psycho Cut. Nuke things. Just run Psycho Cut. Don't worry about it. Psycho Cut uh-huh. to build up either your Moon Blast nuke uh-huh. or your Future Sight nuke. So then, um, closer. Yeah. Okay. It has bulk, right? Oh yes. It okay. is. She is thick. Okay. So look out for Cresselia. Um, it's going to take a minute to kill. If you have one within Great League, that's good. Would I recommend it? Probably. Uh, would I if recommend you, you a... seeking one out for this cup? No. Uh, unless you have bountiful resources or bountiful harvests. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, I will trade you five wheat for Cresselia. Um, 
<laughs> I will give you five ore. Um, not. It's a good Pokemon if you have easy access to it. Yeah. Don't go out of your way to ex- exuberantly spend resources to obtain one. Remember, it's 100,000 Stardust for that second move. <laughs> it is a legendary. Yeah. Its cost is exorbitant. Um, but after 13 trades, I finally got one under 1,500. Is it reasonable IBs? Does it need to be reasonable IBs? It's it, just under 1,500. It's 2, 3, and 5. Yeah. Oh wow! Yeah, that it has to be that bad. Yeah, <sighs> boy, have it not. It's fourteen eighty four. I mean, I guess there's a reason. It's there's got to be a reason. It's up at number number seven. But like that's she thick. That's rough, buddy. She um, thick like the milkshake. Um. Yeah, I, I, I mm. look out for it. Yeah, if you have one, great. Probably run it. If you don't, great. Don't worry about it. <laughs> don't 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 worry about it. Um, Jumping on it real quick though, it is mostly used as a fighting and ghost counter. Mm-hmm. Its key matchups are Poliwrath, Haunter, Dusclops, Metacham, and Empoleon. It's surprisingly Empoleon because it is neither ghost nor. Now the interesting thing about its counters, uh-huh. all bug. Oh boy, maybe except Mawile. Yeah, maybe I should run Caesar. Whoo, Wormadam, so Trash, Fortress, Mawile, Scizor, and Durant. So do we really regional. don't even see Durant? No. Yeah. So if you do, do prepare in the off chance that people do have Cresselia, but just be aware she thick. Yeah, that's she gonna, ridic. Yeah. Um, that's bonkers. I'm, yeah. Mm-hmm. What is her win rate and stuff? Wins 48.4%, loses 48.4%, draws 3.2. Yeah. So it's a really off pick match. Yeah, off pick, but performs so well that it's within the top 10. Yeah. So it could be the deciding factor if your opponent runs it as a closer and you are not resourceful with your shields. Hard deciding factor. Yeah. So be wary. Yeah. Um, and then kind of capping off. I wonder if that's not one to bluff for. That would be a good one. That would be one that would, like, if I'm looking at it, like, that's that's something I look at. If I have a Caesar or if I have anything that's bug, I'm instantly running the bug. <laughs> Just to make sure. Always running the bug. To be fair, because though, that, if you that do That makes run, me incredibly nervous. If you do run the bug, you have to be prepared for the checks to fight that. Right. Right, so that's one of those things of like, okay, I want to, uh, Cresselia is that big of a threat that I need to have something to, to hard counter it. Right, and if you can, then you're up. Whoever is, if you're bluffing the Cresselia, you then have an an edge of. Maybe I have it. Maybe I don't. Mm-hmm. And you can run counters to Cresselia counters. Yeah. So that's one of those. If you want to apply the new bluff rule, down. yeah, that would be one to bluff. It's actually not a new. It's not a new rule. It's but just a more specified rule. Specified, but yes. Yeah. Um, and then kind of the last one of the top eight, we'll jump on the one that's in every cup. It's allowed in Metacham. <laughs> you have to have a, a maxed out Metacham. You have to have a hundred percent. Well, almost, almost. Yeah, I think in ninety five percent and above. Is recommended. Yep. Because um, that 95% will get you at, what, a 1408? In this cup, near. though, uh-huh. 
counter falls down in rank. Psycho cut is uh, potential. That might be an interesting test to see what uh, fast move gets you more. Um, because it's literally, I want to say, four, four or five psycho cuts, power up punch. Interesting. Counter up or counter is probably just about there as Three well. Three or four. Um, but you get different coverage for it. Yeah. Um, and that's one of the things we've seen with Metacham. What I've seen with Metacham so far has been it's psychic fighting, but the the fighting really shines. Yeah. And this is an instance where that dual typing, that psychic uh, typing and the psychic move type uh, or the psychic moves um, do have the opportunity to actually show themselves here. And, um, and I think that uh, that I like. I and like also psychic replacing ice punch in this meta. Yes, it's. So it's recommended moves in just the overall list for PB Poke is still counter power up punch ice punch, but psychic has uh, upped it by a couple percentage in the usage. So now disclaimer, uh-huh. it's kind of dumb that the move with the name of the type is one of the worst of its type. Oh, uh, just psychic is a bad psychic move. Yes. Yeah. So. Even though this says psychic is a good move, uh-huh. it doesn't mean it's, it's a good move. Okay, let, let's clarify that. So Power Punch has a 61%. So this is out of 100. Power Punch has a 61.9% usage. The lowest one, Dynamic Punch, has a 0% usage. Don't use Dynamic Punch. Now, the weird thing is Ice Punch has a 17% and Psychic has a 21%. Just because it is edges over Ice Punch with a four percentage usage over doesn't mean that it's going to be all that much better. It no. it's in this inclusive in, in this, to the meta. Yeah. Psychic will do more for your miles uh-huh. than ice punch will. Yes. Because you're not seeing a whole lot of grass. You're not seeing a whole lot of flying or yeah, not seeing a whole there's lot a of flying. There's a few flying. Um, there's a few, it's not a whole lot though. So that's why they're very close to tied of you yeah. have that um, as a second option, that flexibility of if you, Get the second move, and you roll it psychic. But with Metacham, necessarily have to spend that charge DM to at give this it a point. Different one so. in time. If you have a Metacham, unlock the second move. It needs it. If you're going to, it's it is a large investment, but it is worth the investment. Yeah, um, because because it needs to be all the way up, because it is a level forty Pokemon with all of its. Um, all of its examples, all of its high ranking in all of these different metas, there's no reason for your perfect or near perfect meta champ to not be the best that it can be. Yeah. So that's another instance similar to Alolan Marowak, where if you have Alolan Marowak and you have one you're confident in, there is no reason that you shouldn't allow it to be the best that it can be for mm-hmm. you. So, and then I think kind of crunching down on time here, what are the ones you wanted to go over? I mean, if you all want to look, you can pvppoke.com has a list of, Ooh, we're in extreme weather for some reason. Okay. Just loaded in the game. Rain. Um, I don't know. Weird. If you go to pvppoke.com, they have a list of the rankings overall, Mm -hmm. and you can kind of look at what we've been looking at. Uh, you go to ranking systems and then Great League and then choose Sinister Cup. Mm-hmm. And then you have, like always, there's the options for overall what performs, what's the best leads, what's the best closers, 
what's the best attackers and defenders, etc. Yep. I think we're going to quickly go over some of our more interesting picks. There's, there is some more niche picks, um, and that's something that looking at this cup, there are a lot more. There's a lot more flexibility within your team comp here. Mm-hmm. Um, so on that note, just because we're explaining what the best is, you might not have it. Like our friend Proto Man doesn't have a good alone Marowak. Mm-hmm. Does that mean he needs to spend the next week pile driving Marowak raids to find a good one? No, no, because haunt. If if you have a reasonable hunter, hunter performs just the same in the same spot. Yep, and um, with less weaknesses. Yes, and there's other there's other ghost types that will also perform in that is similar in that role. What so, we have said is recommended, but if you have if you're like me and you have something that is kind of a hidden gem, if you will, mm-hmm. or any of these that we're about to discuss. Run them instead. And remember, like we've discussed, run what you want, not what's recommended. Yes. So it's you play around with Sims, play around with your type or play around with your picks. You want to have some you want to have a team. It is a team. You have to recognize that you your your team needs to be balanced um, and you want to have comfortable matchups against a lot of the meta. Plus run things you like. Yes. Run things you like, like me and Napoleon. Um, but you, one of the things that um, I I like to tout, and more or less going over what you just said, um, is run what you're, run what you're comfortable. Mm-hmm. Don't run something that okay, it's really good in the meta, and I just so happen to have one, but I haven't run any sims with it, and I haven't run in any battles. You don't know you you won't if if you're not familiar with it, you're not going to know its matchups. You're not going to know what moves to use when you're you're going to go in with something that's really powerful and not be able to use it to its full potential. So that's me. That was me with Sableye in Twilight Cup Cup. I'm not gonna do that again. Um so a couple of off picks that um uh on our Discord, um what John's doing gave a big old list. Like <laughs> really long uh, no, not really long. Um we're running long already, but I'm gonna go over a handful of them. So the list of Lucario, Polyrath, Girafferig, Lugia, Dusclops, Gardevoir, Charm, Gallade, Confusion, Mawile, Alolan Raichu, and Alolan Dugtrio. Uh, a, handf- a couple of those we've gone over, or we've gone over Dusclops, um, but there's a couple of these that I'm going to look over. Actually, what's your thoughts uh, before I go sort of ham on these? Uh, what's your thought on Polyrath? I love it. What's your moveset? Bubble Wrath. So Bubble. Bubble Power Up Punch. Okay. Uh, second charge move? If you need to spend the 50,000 Stardust and you want coverage, yes. Okay. Um, what is that second charge move? So part of me says Ice Punch, just so you have coverage against the Flyers. But if you want to run him, honestly, you could just run it Power Up Punch and Bubble because Bubble's going to hit neutral against a lot of the meta. Mm-hmm. And even powered up bubbles are going to start to hurt. Okay. Um, so then, if you need a budget pick, Polyrath is a great fighter. Uh-huh. They were pretty plentiful with all of the Polywag spawns that we had recently with the event, the water event, and you don't have to have legacy to perform. And that's yeah. always been a thing with Polyrath is everyone's like, oh, it's got to have mud slap, uh-huh. mud shot, mud shot. Sorry. Uh, so bubble, power punch, ice punch, hydro punch. Hydro pump. Hydro pump. Yep, you are correct. A water punch sploosh. <laughs> water slap. 
Uh, it's got a wow. It's got a handful of legacy moves. Yeah. But none of them. None. As far as charge moves, none of them are very high. No. Uh. So Poly- I still have my submission Polyrath. So Polyrath is a fairly interesting fighter for this meta. Yeah. Um, it's definitely a hard counter for Marowak with the bubble. And you fire. could probably just kill it with bubble. Mm-hmm. Um. But yeah, I I have one on my team. And it's fighting for a spot right now with other potential fighting types uh-huh. because Ghost is definitely going to be prevalent in this cup and fighting does nothing to Ghost. Um, so that's the water helps it out with that. Yes. Matchups. And then powering up even if you get the shield off of it or just the buff from damage. Oh, yeah. That's ridiculous. The bubbles hurt already. I mean, yeah. think how Zoomeril. That was its biggest damage source, and now tell me that you're getting twice as much damage out of it. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, bubbles, uh, a, a a boosted bubble is it's gonna hurt. A good bubble indeed. <laughs> is it bubble beam or bubble? Bubble. Oh, okay. Uh, let us see. Bubble beams a charge. Let us see the salad. Let us see. Do you want to talk about the other controversial pick for this cup? Which is. Giraffe wig. Oh, uh, uh, controversial. I don't know. I don't know if I would call it controversial. Um, I don't have a ton of notes because uh, I believe it was. Oh, who was it? It was Arrow. Arrow and uh, Blackshin in our Discord were talking about it, um, and were going over all the thing what. John's the conversation that came up too. in the Discord was, what is the best confusion user for this cup? That is a good question. Uh, the problem with, I think, Gardevoir is number one on that list. Yeah. Is it's glassy. Yeah. Or no, Cresselia is number one on that list. But Cresselia's most hard people to get. are running that, and most people are running it with Psycho Cut. Um, let's see. So Cresselia, confusion is recommended on PV Poke. Okay. As top. Claydol is above Guard of War with Confusion, Earth Power, Gyro Ball. So that's one of my picks only because it really only fears the ghost type. It can fight back against the steel with the neutral from Confusion Uh and then get the debuff from Earth Power. And actually, Guard of War is not a a Confusion user. It's recommended with Charm. Charm, yeah. Um, So then Gallade with Confusion. Yes. Gallade, Confusion, Leaf Blade fascinating because that beats the waters uh-huh it, it destroys polyrath oh that's true yeah, yeah yeah and then it also fights back against the the steel ground steel rock with the leaf blade uh-huh and then with um let's see it is re- recommended confusion over charm or low kick mm-hmm. uh leaf blade over close combat and synchronize um, but close combat does have a little bit of usage as a second move. Maybe I believe it's a 75, 75,000 stardust yep. cost for that second move. Um, but honestly, in my opinion, one that you can just run leaf blade. Yeah. Um, let's see what else is confusion. So let's go over, let's, let's sort of go over draft rig here. Okay. Uh, reversal, one of reversals favorites. Uh, how does one G I R that vowel it's that sneaky vowel that i'm it's i well i can't remember what it is that i can't spell correctly because the second letter of it is a vowel and i can't ever remember giratina no it's um 
I look it up. It's a Pokemon. I can't remember what it is. Um, okay, so number 45. 45. PD Poke. Girafferig. Confusion. Thunderbolt. Mirror Coat. Uh, so some of the conversation is... Let's see. I'm, I'm almost going to quote here. Do it. Uh, what John's doing. Psychic is a better move than Mirror Coat in every way in this cup, in my opinion. One more confusion to reach Psychic than Mirror Coat, and it does 0.22 more uh, damage per energy. Girafferig loses to Metacham plus Lucario, so as long as they are running Wrath and not the other two, it's good. Yep. Uh, let's see. Uh, Arrow, I just checked, and versus the meta Girafferig with either Mirror or Psychic, the outcome are equal 38 wins, 53 losses, and two draws, at least according to PV Poke, one shield option. Um, let's see. Uh, what did you say his rank was? 45? 45. Oof. Um, most of the time it's throwing Thunderbolt, couple Mon, it does Psychic or Mirror, ran a couple more Sims. So it's key matchups, mm-hmm. and why you would want to run a Giraffe Rig are the Ghosts, Wrath, and Glade. Yes. Um, so Blackshin actually was having a conversation with Hank PJs. Uh, a very uh, highly ranked uh, trainer from season one um, and was asking, so Blackshin, quote, popular opinion, Girafferig is absolute trash. What is its purpose? Fighting counter, water counter, neutral to fighting damage, takes 30 years to get to Thunderbolt. (laughs) I'm a little salty that I powered one up, (laughs) clearly. So Hang PJ's response is it walls ghost mostly and it is decent versus the polywhack core. Other Polywack than that, being Marowak and Polyrath, um, because they cover each other very well. Very well. Um, other than that, I don't know. Steelix laughs at it. Some people are using Dark Pulse Haunter too, which means Haunter is a hundred percent helpless versus Giraffe Rig, but still a terrible matchup for Haunter. I mean, unless the Haunter has a big energy advantage. So, it's a very good wild card pick, but that's it. Um, overall, Blackshin's final response here is, screw Confusion users, Chimeco is king, extrasensory hype. So, I did use Chimeco in Nightmare. Uh-huh. If you can get, if you get a Chingling from an egg during this last, huh. sorry, joking of an event for egg hatches. Right. You could use that. one at every, all. You could, you, you could get a good Chimeco. Uh-huh. For ten thousand on the second move before evolving it, Chimeco is really good. I I agree with Blackshin on the extra sensory height. Uh-huh. It got Shadow Balls off fairly quick. Plus, it's got sh- uh, Psycho uh, Psy Psy Shock. So it's uh, twenty eight on PV Poke. As a defender, it is rank 90, 90 po- has a ninety point four rank. Uh, as a closer, it's an eighty one. A lead and attacker, it's seventy four and sixty eight. So not quite as good. Uh, extra sensory over astonish a ninety nine point two percent usage. Yeah, makes sense. Shadow ball at a forty nine point seven percent usage versus Psyshock's forty nine point four percent usage. So again, so if you want to use it, it's good as a dual move. It's a at a reduced cost. Yeah. Um, and that's actually something the baby discount is something I'm gonna go over in a minute here. Okay. Um, with another Pokemon. Um, one one that I actually really enjoy. Um, because of those discounts um so um 
Chimeco over um, Giraffe Rig? Is there really a way or a reason to run Giraffe Rig other than maybe it's your favorite and it fits in your team? I I'm guess. not going to be running one. If if you have all of the options, go with something else. Um, it's like going to a buffet and only only eating white bread and butter. Um, <laughs> you've you've paid the flat fee. Go get uh, get go the get lobster. Up, go get the pizza. Go get the steak. Go get the lobster. Go get something fancy. Treat yourself. Treat yourself. Don't limit your options. Yeah. Like, but if it's all you have, but if you're gonna bluff, you can. <laughs> If you're going to bluff, <laughs> yeah, if, if the one mod I'm going to bluff is Giraffe Rig. Yes. I mean, I mean but I, to answer the question that was in the Discord, as far as what is the best confusion user, there are better options than Giraffe Rig. Yes. Um, I think if it's if it's what you have and it's what you like, I think you can build a team around it. I think that's Let's but I think that's way. one of the problems. If you if have you to build a, a giraffe team around rig, it, you will stand out among the crowd. Yes. Um, I think... Okay, how about we say this? In whatever we do for our tournament for... Um, whatever tournament we do for Sinister. Okay. If anyone's running a giraffe rig, before the tournament starts, I will find those players. I will give them a handshake. I will say good luck. Good luck and may the, um, uh, uh, and may the battles be ever in your favor. Because those people are, one, uh, gutsy, and two, they probably need that good luck. How? <laughs> Um, okay. Not demeaning anybody that chooses draft rig. It's not a terrible choice. No. Some places have had them spawn. It is a budget pick. Yeah. I think, I think if it's, if it's all that you have, you do have to recognize that your team comp does. It needs to be more supportive of the draft rig. Yes. Than the draft rig supporting your team. Yeah. Um, a draft rig is not a pillar. No. Um, so that's, I think that's the one thing. And nothing against giraffe rig. Maybe at some point in like a normal cup, it'll actually shine. Uh, it'll shine brighter. I, 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 but as best confusion user goes to answer the question for Discord, Cresselia, Gallade, and Chimeco with extra sensor, even though it's not confusion. Uh, and then and, the two thick boys, Claydol and uh, Bronzong. Yes. Um, Bronzong not as high in this list because of the weaknesses to both fighting and ground uh-huh and error f- ghost i'm i'm sorry giraffe rig i will yeah i there's a special place in pokemon hell for me for hating <laughs> for for being so disrespectful against giraffe rig but um personally for confusion i am a fan of Cresselia, gallade and claydol yep um but to be fair the only reason why you're going to be running a confusion user is to beat out the fighting. Mm-hmm. And I think this is a good spot to insert my uh, favorite pick, my secret pick. I'm running a Zatu. Oh, okay. Um, let me search that up. I'll rank 100 is. Zatu for PvP. Oh, you magnificent, magnificent human being. Uh, Zatu, number 55. Feign attack, ominous wind, aerial ace. Ominous Wind give, giving you the buffs, or is it debuffs? It's a buff. Buff, okay. Ominous Wind having the small percentage for the buff. Um, faint Attack having that the, that dark move allows you to um, hit the Psychic and the and Ghost. ghost. Um, and then having Aerial Ace to help you beat out 
fighting. Uh, fighting. Uh, but running it, there's Faint not attack. a whole lot. Faint attack, aerial ace, ominous wind. Uh huh. The the psychic hel- helps it fit. The flying really doesn't give it a whole lot of benefits benefits because it's already gonna be um, have a bonus when matched up against a fighter. So it is my straight fighting counter potentially if I want to run it with uh, it's a hard fighting counter. Yeah, yeah. Um, I feel like there's better psychic, better anti fighters. That's why Cresselia is sitting on my bench right now. I have. The two, three, five stat one. I'm hoping uh-huh. to get a better one before then. I feel like it's it's uh, fast move kind of holds it back. Yeah. Um, if it had, let's see. I feel like if it had Shadow Ball, it'd be destroying. It'd be ridiculous. Um, I mean, it learned it in the MSG. But I'm thinking more of like fast move of like, okay, what fast move could Zatu have that would really confusion. put it up higher here? Um, confusion for sure. If it had a, a psychic fast move, I think it would be higher. Um I just like it because it's a pick that no one's prepared for. That's true. It's not. It's going to be one that takes people off guard. So I think that uh, Zatu, especially your 100% PvP um, ranked one, is going to take you places. Yeah. So I think running into Liz Elite is a safe pick also because if I come up against a fighting type, primarily is what I'm seeing for leads. Uh-huh. We'll see. I, I have other psychic options on the bench it's still something I'm playtesting, mm-hmm. but I've got another week, potentially two. Yep. All right. Let's see here. What else we got? Um, Gun over Draverig, Gardevoir Gallade. Gardevoir Gallade's an interesting one. The combos the of movesets they have, we've kind of already talked about uh, Gallade performing well with the uh, Confusion. Mm, Leaf Blade. Um, Charm Gardevoir is not out of the question it's glass yes that's super glass that's something yeah and that's something we've seen before um the shadow ball is gonna take is the shadow ball is what you're gonna be looking for um the synchronoise that's impressive why is percentage is weird there um uh synchronoise is gonna be very helpful here as it's a better psychic charge move than psychic yeah um return is actually kind of up here too if you've gotten a, a shadow ralts and then purified, purified it. it um i don't remember where the breakpoint is for level for a i feel like it's something where you have to purify the ralts and then have traded it after evolving oh, it you know what you're probably right it's you've got to be really it's either it's got to be real low yeah um so that if you have a Gardevoir with Ralts, that's impressive. Oh, why is our Gardevoir with Return? Gardevoir with Charge Beam has a higher percent usage than a Gardevoir with Confusion or Charm. In this cup, yeah, it Charge Beam has a forty-five percent usage versus Confusion and Charms thirty-one and twenty-three percent usage, respectively. I know I'm going into like usage percentage a lot here, and it's probably like details that really doesn't matter. I don't know why you would run charge beam. It Maybe for the neutral damage against steel. I mean, you don't get stab either. Like charm, you get stab. It's long. Charm is a long animation. But you build up Confusion energy. Confusion is too. Charge beam is better for energy gain. That's overall. true. You'd be able to get shadow ball off even quicker. And guard with Gardevoir's glass, you need to get those off quick. Yeah. So I can, I guess I can kind of understand that, but it's still one of the th- those things of confusion is going to give you 
um, better matchups. Charm is going to give you um, a specific counter to fight. It's a specific counter to Metacham. Like, honestly, uh-huh. that's why you would run a Charm Gardevoir. Okay. Um, remember it's glass, but also remember it. I mean, it's got a move diversity that's fairly unique. Mm-hmm. And um, speaking of fairly unique, another one of my picks on my team. Is this Mawile? Mawile. Mawile. New to the PvP scene is Mawile. <laughs> um, so one of, in some of my notes here, um, it beats Psychic. Steel gives it the weak. It steel gives it the weakness to fighters. So, but it's neutral from fairy. Right, but its big weakness is all of the fighters. Yeah. Um. So where is it? Is primarily another anti ghost, and potentially anti psychic. Yes. So its top counters are Hitmonchan, Polyrath, Hariyama, Embor, and Pig Knight. Um, so you do have to watch out for those. You do have to watch out for the fighters with Mawile. It's just going to get over damaged. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's going to beat Haunter. It's going to beat Drifflim, uh, Guard of War, Lugia, and Bronzong. Yeah. Um, so, so all of your psychic, it's your anti-psychic and ghost. It's the bite. Yeah. It has bite. Bite, crunch, and Doesn't after have crunch. that, huh? Doesn't have crunch. No, really? Uh-uh. Iron Head, Vice Grip, and Play Rough. Really? Yeah. Huh. Unless this has the wrong moveset and it actually does have crunch and it just they don't have crunch on PV poke. No, that's right. Yeah, no, it doesn't have crunch. So it's bite, play rough, iron head are the moves you want to run. Mm-hmm. Vice grip isn't an option. Don't run vice grip. Vice grip has a higher uh usage percentage than uh, play rough. Really? Yeah. For it's, what? Uh stab? I don't know. It's a normal type. Vice grip is? Yes. It's not a steel? No. Oh. Weird. It's a three bar like acid spray of a normal type move without a debuff. Huh. Odd. Well, I don't know. I mean, maybe there's a bug here. Huh. Maybe maybe play rough is above well, vice grip. No, but... there's usually a reason why they put those in there. It wouldn't do anything to the ghost. It wouldn't it would do neutral to the psychic. It would be resisted by the fighting steel and rock. So then it really doesn't make sense. No, that's why I was interested. Play rough. Play rough would only really hit fighting. Yeah, maybe there are some errors here. Interesting. But yes, I am a fan of Mawile, but I feel like there's a lot of Pokemon that do the same thing Mawile does. But better. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the I, One of the, the notes I have here, it's at 75,000 second move cost. That's another so thing. So it is yeah. expensive. Um, the power-up cost, I think it... I don't know where it caps out, it's, but I think we... You, need- it's currently, for the most part, is only available in raids and comes out about 900 to 1100 CP. There was a period of a week where they were spawning in the wild. Kudos if you found one for that one week they were in the wild. Uh-huh. And they come out of 10K eggs. So, realistically... Or, power sorry, up- seven. Okay, so power-up cost, it's not super expensive, but that 75,000 second move... Um, you'll feel it. <laughs> you'll feel it, and there's going to be better Pokemon for that kind of role. So, yeah. um, and then I think one of the last Pokemon that I want to go over, and it's one of my favorites for its role, is Lucario. And it kind of tangents back into what you were saying about baby cost. Baby cost. Lucario, out of an egg, is or Ryalu out of the egg, and Lucario for PvP 
is one of the most inexpensive Pokemon you might ever see because it at most will require if it's straight out of an egg and it's CP upon evolution will stay under 1500 <laughs> it at, at most would require only one power up potentially none at all yeah and it's a 10,000 sec 10,000 start a second move at the baby at the baby so you know you have to give it that second move before you evolve it does it is it a 50,000 or 75,000 after it evolves it's a 75,000 so give the so check the any Rylu you hatch I believe. or any Rylu you receive double check what its cp is going to be when it when it evolves and there's things online that will yep. let you plug in numbers and you can calculate what it'll be after it evolves double check what it is before you evolve it yeah when you hatch it you'll get i think 10 to 20 depending was, on the event yeah i i think when i hatched one i got 20 and i've actually hatched like five i'm sorry six <laughs> i think six i've hatched a handful um but definitely a good contender for the cup it's a great fighter in the fighter role, it's one of the least expensive compared to Metacham, which is like the most expensive. Yep. Lucario is the polar opposite as far as Stardust and Candy requirement. It is ridiculous. Plus, its move pool is just outstanding. It's it's a cheaper Metacham slash uh, uh, flex fighter. It's unfortunately its win loss is not great, so it's a forty three percent win. A fifty point five percent loss. It beats steals, and um, uh, let's see, beats steals and Alolan Marowak. That doesn't seem right. Let me double check that. And probably beats Alolan Marowak with a Shadow Ball. That sounds right. Uh, okay. So key matchups: Steelix, Bastion, Mawile, and Polion Probopass in its top five. Its counters are Gardevoir. Driftblim, Haunter, Dust Collapse, Lampin. So it's the anti-tank. Yes, um, it's um, look out for the other fighters and look out for ghosts. Yeah, because it has the steel type, it gives it that weakness to fighting. Just because it's fighting doesn't give it the neutral. Yeah, it has that weakness. But counter, power up, punch, shadow ball. That's it. Huge. It's ridiculous. It's that that moveset's not going to change in any other meta. It hasn't changed at all. If you have a Ryalu that'll become a Lucario within fifteen hundred, give it the second move, evolve it, and you're done. There's no power up. There's no additional cost. It is. I, I can't stress it enough. But the it's one of the least being... expensive Pokemon you'll ever see for Great League PvP. The downside is its exclusivity only from eggs. It's that is one of the biggest things, and I think the there's there's two little asterisks asterisks I have for this. One, we haven't seen it shiny, which means its uh, rate in eggs might get increased at some point. And two, we haven't seen its special move, which is uh, Aura Sphere, which we might see it from raids. Maybe <sighs> I don't That'd be a fun community day. That would be. Would it be a research weekend? Maybe. Might be a research weekend or a raid day. Um, either way. Ooh, that'd be a fun raid boss. It'd be weak. They'd have to like six tier it. It could be a three, three tier. It'd be really weak though. That'd be so lowable. Because of, because of its if performance. If it gets Aura Sphere, I don't know. 
What what uh, type is Aurosphere? Fighting. Fighting. Okay. Um. I I th- I think we'll see at some point we'll see the um. It would probably be on the par, rarity. if not better, to community day moves. I think the rarity of Rylu will be turned down at some point. At some point. Um, and I think overall, like I again, I have like five or six. I've traded one or two because every cup it's been in, it's definitely been a contender. It's yes. not. It's top fifty. Yes, at it, least it performs well. That's the thing of it. It for. Um, if the the biggest hurdle for it is just getting one and then getting one within Great League, yeah, its cost is not. Proto Man knows that all too yeah, well. It's its cost is not prohibitive. It's there's no legacy move set to worry about. Um, it's getting trade one. if you can get one. Yes, if you can get. I mean, if you can get one and it's not within Great League, one don't do a lucky trade because that's immediately going to give it over. Yeah. Um, and do watch out for anyone that you are best friends with is that it's going to err on the side of potential lucky too well, potential lucky, but also too high for great league. Yeah. So you do want to be careful, but it's one of those things of like, it's, it, it's the, the weakness is not cost. Right. And that's huge, especially for PVP being able to have something that you don't have to credentially dump all of your resources into mm-hmm. i mean that's another thing again i hate to keep throwing him under the bus proto man struggles with is he is out of tms yes he yeah. cannot adapt Does to the meta have okay it's got flat er, okay so it has four four charge moves it's got bullet punch which is up there with counter surprisingly but it's charge moves power up punch shadow ball close combat flash cannon which is a fairly small move pool so as compared to some others, yes, as compared to <laughs> Metacham, I mean, uh, it's in a similar role to it is in a similar role to Metacham, and it is polar opposites when it comes to cost. Yeah, um, and that is the one thing, uh, one the one reason I, I don't know if I'll run a Lucario, but it's the one reason I love Lucario in Pokemon Go, is it is not cost prohibitive. Yeah. So. Um, I feel like I've been on that soapbox for a little too long. Um, <laughs> chat, so, you got any other Pokemon you guys want us to do a quick dive on? Quick shout out to a Pokemon maybe you're looking forward to on your team? Me? Or No, I'm just uh, saying into the oh, chat. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, we're running at two hours and 25 minutes. I mean, this was a jam-packed episode. Um, I wanted to do a team draft. Do you want to save it for next episode? I'd say you save it for next okay. episode. Let's... Because by then we should have dates for our tournaments. Yes. Um, um I think the I one... was also given the green light to say this by the Ghost Stadium team. Okay. Shout out to all my viewers tonight that are from Battle Chateau forty six. I hope you're excited because this month I'm coming for you. Oh, okay. So not like your your small my group. remote league okay your remote league okay i was gonna say i was like are you coming in with like some huge news from uh <laughs> from uh a ghost stadium i'm like why haven't i been told about this no just uh i'm going to wait till this episode goes live on the podcast mm-hmm. and i'm going to post it in our chat for our server oh, okay because i asked people prior to this month joining the server if I they would be okay if I stream our matches, record them, and compile videos for each month for my remote leagues. Oh, cool. And the majority of them were like, yeah, that's cool. What's your channel? How can we follow you? 
Oh, that's awesome. So you've got about maybe 10 to 20 more people that are going to be listening. Sweet. Um, let's see. Uh, Juan Peru is asking about Alakazam. That's in. <laughs> okay. We should first tell the disclaimer about the relationship between you and me and Alakazam. Oh, I love to give. I apparently uh, love to. Um, I apparently love to give you great examples and great representations of the Abra family. Um, I've hatched you. So back in 2016, when the first the game first came out, uh-huh. we were over at a friend's house, and I told Steven, This is before Steven even cared about Pokemon Go. It's like, hey, no, I started. Pl- I started playing day one. I don't want to hear. Did about you? That. Yeah, okay. I started playing play day one. Okay. I will pull that. I will pull that. I will, Do not. I will trust you. But I reach over across the couch and I go, here, hash this. And you look at me like, why? And I say, because it is always better luck for your friends to hatch the Pokemon. And I want to say it was one of our other friends that said, that just sounds like an excuse so you can blame other people when you get stuff you don't like. <laughs> and you hatch it. And you gave me my perfect Abra. My first, my second perfect Pokemon since this game has started, mm-hmm. I immediately maxed that out. <laughs> like, that was the one thing I immediately e- maxed out, evolved everything. And then I think it was just this last week, you traded me another perfect Abra. <laughs> so not a perfect PvP Abra, but just a hundo. A hundo. Nice. Um, Alakazam. Uh, Psycho Cut. Is the recommended? That gives me quivers. He he is the psychic equivalent to Haunter. Let me look at what its cost is for a second move because Fire Punch and Shadow Ball are very very close together. Yeah. Um. Abra. It is fifty thousand, so it's a little expensive. It's not terrible though. It's not. No, it's not terrible. And with access to Psycho Cut. Just going boom, 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 boom. And then I think sixth or seventh attack being the Shadow Ball just coming out. So the Fire Punch will help you out against Steel. Steel. Uh, Shadow Ball hit you. Other Psychic else. and Ghost. Yeah. Um, so Psycho Cut's going to beat your Fighters. Yep. Fire Punch is going to beat your Steels. Shadow Ball is going to hit both other Psychic and the Ghost. And good so, neutral damage against Steel. So that's. It's not a bad pick. But you have to respect that it's probably going to have to use one of your shields. True. It's a, it, it is, is a glass. Third, it's a third form, so it's going to be a lower level. Yeah. It's going to be a little bit more glassy. Um, and then another viewer, a friend of ours, Dragon Pit, says, uh, and this is what I mentioned earlier in the chat today, Reggie Ghost, also known as Golurk. Okay. Golurk being a ground and ghost, viable for this cup. It just came out. It is incredibly rare. Um, and another one we didn't talk about, Chandelure or Lampant. I, they're just not... I would. Say I think it's still kind of as... early to kind of dive yeah. into Gen 5. Yeah. But maybe throw them on your team as an option. Because uh... you are you might be able to catch off people that aren't up to snuff on those Pokemon. Uh-huh. Like, I have no idea what Lampant, Chandelure, or uh, Golurk's moves are yet. Golurk? Mud Slap or Astonish. Okay. Uh, charge moves of Shadow Punch, Earth Power, or Dynamic Punch. Ooh. Ooh. That would actually not be bad. I kind of want one now. Uh, as a lead, it's uh, has a 74 score. A okay. closer, it's got 77. Okay. Attacker, it's a 63. 
and a defender, it's 86. So yeah. it's it's a mid-range. Reasonable. It sits at number 39. That's still pretty high. Yeah. that's. I mean, that's impressive for it just coming out. Yeah. Um, it's got a fairly small move pool. Um, I actually don't have one, so I don't know what its cost is. Um, but the one problem is finding one that's reasonable for PvP is... Somewhat um, limited right now. Yeah, it's it's going to be hard to find. It'd be... Hmm. Hmm. Maybe I'll poke around and see if I can find one. <laughs> Kano says, Golurk scares me because uh, I think it's a steel type. For real, though. It. it looks like it would so be. It's, what is it? It's, it's ghost and ground. Ghost ground. Weird. It's yeah. going to beat the other steel. That's... Yeah, it's an automaton. That is bizarre. Yeah. Uh, huh yeah that is definitely going to be one to look out for um any of those new pokemon uh ferrothorn golurk chandelure are ones that to be honest like go do your research on and yeah because they sure, might catch you off yeah because they're so new there's going to be people that have them oh there's going to be people that have them but then there's also going to be those people that never played the, the main series games and just sort of generally know the don't, names of them. And don't know don't, the type. Don't know the type. Don't know the Pokemon. Seize it are going to be like, I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what's going on. I don't know what this is. I don't. And, and then just lose it. Yeah. So it could definitely be a good strategy to even use it as an intimidation effect. True. Like I a don't, bluff. Yeah. It might be a, I don't want to say a good lead, but it might be a good switch in just yeah. to sort of surprise learn your typing and know what your opponents have that's that's one thing overall of both this and upcoming cups is do your research on the pokemon that come out yeah gen 5 is going to come in with a lot of uh one really gen 5 has a lot lot of of, unique diverse typing and a lot of unique pokemon so anyone that's not like myself included anyone that's not super familiar with gen 5 should be doing their research wasn't this something we were talking about on our way to dinner after community day where we said Gen 5 is dropping a lot of stuff that's going to shake up the core meta yes. Pokemon. Yes, and that was... Ferrothorn being a super check to Azumarill. Mm-hmm. And there were some, a couple other ones, but there's know your types. Yes, and that was also something of looking at Gen 5 and what's going to be coming out is looking at... That's right. Um, uh, I was looking at, and I, who was it? Was it... Who was talking about it on our chat about, um, oh, somebody else was talking about draft tournaments um, and was saying that the options, where are we? Keep going with it. Um, The The options. uh, The options for drafts, draft tournaments are getting wider with the Gen 5 coming out. There's yeah, a with, lot new, more, with more with options. With new Pokemon, and especially Gen 5, there's a lot of meta-relevant Pokemon that are mm-hmm. going to come out for, for Great League. And so it's a lot... Um, you're going to have a lot more diversity in Open Cup, and you're going to see a lot more diversity in things like a draft format tournament. So mm-hmm. um, it's, it's going to be very interesting to see, especially this season, Season 2, as we get the release, the sort of staggered release of Gen 5, to see how that plays around with metas. And actually, that was one thing that I, I forgot to mention, is the f- the potential we see Jellicent. Yes. If we or see- other ghost Pokemon coming out, ghost or psychic or other types, uh-huh. coming out for a Halloween event. Yep. If we see uh, the ghost water that's Jellicent, it's going to beat... Um, Marowak. It's it's got a high potential to beat uh, Alola Marowak. 
as the number one spot. As the number one. Just perform better. Because so, it, again, is another one of those bulky water defensive types. Mm-hmm. Um, good heavens. Uh, this is probably our longest episode. Two hours and 35 minutes. Uh, <laughs> we, uh, not going to lie, got to use the restroom. We're, <laughs> we're running real long. Um, Want to so, wrap this up with some announcements? Let's wrap this up with some quick announcements. One, thank you for listening this long. Thank you uh, for reaching a thousand downloads. Yeah, let me uh, pull up the stats on it. Uh, refresh. Nope, 995 still. As of recording this, 995. By the time it comes out Friday, we're probably at a thousand. Yep. So, um, let's see. Uh, so, um, if you're listening to this on, or if you're watching us on uh, Twitch, follow us on Twitch. Uh, follow us on Twitter. We're uh, at Battle Underscore Science. Um, check out the podcast go subscribe even though you don't listen to it like it's kind of like helps the numbers it helps us um help uh, let you me go to twitter home which twitter must log in to do that okay we do um, the twitters uh can i go to go to me there's me uh battle science <laughs> um so uh follow us on twitter go follow us on uh Give us a follow on Twitch. Follow us on a podcast on your uh, preferred podcast platform. We are on all available types. Yes. iTunes. If we're not on one, let us know. We should be on all of them. iTunes, Spotify. iTunes, Spotify, Google Play. uh, All of the ones that grab all of the info from elsewhere. If it's not there, um, we'll figure it out. Uh, Our main page is uh, battlescience.podbean.com. Um we're on a Discord channel. Um, let me grab a new link here. If you would like, invite people. A link to never expire. Hidden. And feel free to share this around. In we the, are not. Oh, I see. It's not one of those things where we have to invite you. You can invite anybody you want to join. I need a, Just make sure you check out that rules and information tab and be respectful. Yes. Um, don't give me an excuse to wield the ban hammer. Um <laughs> I had to do it with somebody at work on. Uh, I had to do it to somebody on Facebook at work, and it was the best feeling. So don't <laughs> let, don't give Steve don't the pleasure. Give me an, don't give me an excuse to wield it again. Um, <laughs> Discord.gg forward slash uh, lowercase k uppercase g lowercase c uppercase v lowercase y five lowercase f. That is a link that will never expire. So if you're listening to this in 30 years and Discord's still a thing and we're still a thing, maybe, I don't know, uh, uh, type that in and see if we still exist. You want to post it on the Twitch chat? Uh, Control-C. Wait, it was already copied. What am I thinking? Nope. Backspace. But again, thank you for tuning in. Thank you for watching um, along with us. I hope you're as excited for Season 2 as we are. Um, yes. Upcoming events. Uh, at some point, we're going to be covering a, uh, a Sinister Cup within somewhere in October. Mm-hmm. Um, so we'll be streaming that tournament right here. Um, on the Twitch page here? Yes. And if you want to follow us on Twitter, we'll update once we get those dates. Yes, we should be getting those dates hopefully in the next week or so. I'm kind of surprised we haven't gotten that already. but I think everyone's busy prepping their team. Uh yeah, and I think it's the the sort of month off has been kind of lethargic. Of everyone's just been like yeah. purge, and then we have to regather the the 
the PVP juices. <laughs> like all of us are sponges. We've been collecting all of his PVP juice. September, we just squished it out, and then we got to reintroduce it, it back. back. In. Yep. Um, beyond, uh, kind of beyond Pokemon Go, uh, and kind of beyond Battle Science. Uh, Jesse and I, under the banner of Battle Science, are going to be doing um, a couple of events uh, for Extra Life. So Extra Life, if you don't know, is a, um, or not for Extra Life, using Extra Life, we are going to be doing a couple of events that are going to um, focused on helping us raise money for Seattle Children's Hospital. So we're going to be raising money. Uh, for via extra life via via extra life so uh uh extra life as the tool to take the donations take the donations and then send that to seattle children's hospital to help um help people that can't pay for um the the surgeries and the uh the hospital bills and the the overall care um at uh, of of the needs of their kids uh, at Seattle Children's uh, to help pay for research um, of uh, experimental treatments and everything. Um, so we're going to be doing two different events um, that are both multi-day because we're just stupid like that <laughs> um, to help to to sort of help raise awareness and hopefully raise money for Extra Life and for Seattle Children's Hospital. Um, I don't know how to stress it enough that this is all stuff going to a good cause. We don't get anything. We don't get any of that money. Um, we shouldn't be getting any of that money. No. Um, all of the stupid things we deserve, all of the stupid things that we are going to do, semi-stupid. Um, to help promote, none of, to make none of you that donate des- money. None of, none of those things that we do allow us to deserve any of that money correct we have to do something intelligent we have to make you want to donate um, but at the same time it's for it's for kids yes so um, and i kind of want to on a personal note i lost a sister to cancer about 10 years ago now mm-hmm. younger sister and the people at seattle children's make a wish all of that her last moments of her life were probably some of the best she has had because we were able to do things like go to Maui and just not have to worry about the expenses and the costs of all the chemotherapy and all the stuff that she had to go through. And the people over there at Children's Hospital really do an amazing job. And it's through the help and support of people like you donating to these causes to help make our lives just a little bit easier to deal with. Mm-hmm. So, um, by the time this goes up on Friday, um, I will have the uh, Extra Life donation link posted about everywhere I can potentially plaster it. Um, we'll have information up. Um, so we're, I'll go into the two the two events. Um, we're we've got a couple of uh, stretch goals. Um, our overall goal to raise is. Um, one thousand nine hundred and ninety eight dollars that is fun number that is the fun number uh that is the year that pokemon came out in japan so i thought it was fitting um it's probably pretty lofty um but i'm really hoping i'm really hoping we get there um if not you know any every dollar counts Mm -hmm. every penny counts um 
So we've got a couple of stretch goals. So every, I think, I think it's uh, 250, 500, and then 1,000. We've got a couple of things planned. Um, do I have the notes on that hiding somewhere. I'm surprised you didn't write in your book. Um, that is, yeah, that would be intelligent of me. Um, <laughs> uh, I have it in a chat, and I have to scroll up. Um, so event number one is going to be a, uh, a, a local draft tournament that we're going to be holding with, um, uh, friends and participants and other tournament organizers that we had have met, um, over the course of season one. Um, so we're going to be doing, it will be, we'll have the draft, the team draft on one Sunday. That's going to be the October 27th that Sunday evening ish. I don't have, we don't have solid times for any of these yet. That Sunday is going to be the draft night. Um, we will be streaming, uh, a la NFL draft night. I want to make this as big a production as I physically can. (laughs) Um, it's going to be great. I'm going to have a moment where I'm going to say the pick is in. Um, it's, I, I can't wait. Uh, so draft night, we're going to have our, eight to 10 participants draft their teams. And then one week later on November 3rd will be the tournament day. Uh, we're giving about a week to prep teams, gather resources as need be, um, run, uh, sim battles, get to know your team. Um, so the way this draft is working for people, those that aren't familiar with draft is everybody gets a number. Everybody gets to choose one Pokemon Mm-hmm. And then that Pokemon is no longer available for the next person in line. Yes, or for anybody in line. Anybody. Um, so it's the snake draft. So uh, if it's one through eight, or if, if there's eight players, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, eight, seven, six, five, four, three, two, one, one, two, three, four, five, six, and, and it goes on. Until so we filled out your roster of until, six. Yep, until you fill out the roster of six. Um, so in the world's particular, someone can pick Venusaur. And then someone else can pick Ivysaur. Yeah. Same thing with Muck. Someone can take regular Muck. Mm-hmm. Someone else can take Alolan Muck. Yes. But anything that has um, multiple, let's see, was it multiple forms like Deoxys, where it doesn't, it all it does is change its physical appearance and it doesn't change its type, it, it counts as one. So yep. no one can have multiple Deoxys. Yes. You can't, as goofy as it would be, one person picks defense Deoxys, and then say the next person picks attack Deoxys. Can't happen. Right. That would be goofy, and I'd love to see that work somehow. But Restrictions in place to prevent problems. I mean, if someone wanted to run a full team of Deoxys, then... Don't give that option. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so then on November 3rd, we'll be, doing the, we'll be live streaming the tournament. Um, it will be the, the tournament location itself... Uh, will be close to the the public. It's just going to be our group, um, but that's but also gonna... the reason why we're streaming so that yes. you can still watch. We are we are there was we would be remiss if we did not live stream it. That's what we do. Um, we're going to have dedicated setups. Uh, it's going to be Jesse and I commentating. Ne- neither of us are competing. Um, it's going to be potentially the first example of Jesse and I shoutcasting a tournament as a tournament as a tournament. Versus one of the two of us competing and the other person having to hold hold themselves back as far as the information they're giving. I'm very excited. I'm just over the moon with getting this together. 
um, and 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 putting this on. Um, so that's that's one. That'll event be one of the one. extra life events. Um, event number two, or yeah, multi day event number two is we're going to be live streaming the first work week that Pokemon Sword and Shield is out. We are going to be live streaming it Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Um, what the dates on that? It's the week of Thanksgiving. Uh, I think that's it? the third week. Oh no! Wait. Yeah, that's why I asked you if you wanted to do Thursday. Because it comes okay. out November fifteenth. The following Excuse week me. would be the twentieth, I believe. I don't think it comes out the. Mm, no, because we've got I've got things going on at work on that Thursday, and that Thursday we should be closed. Um, let's see. Nope. Okay, so it is. No, uh, Thanksgiving is that next week. It's the following. So it's, okay. Yeah. So. Uh, November 18th, 19th, 20th, and 21st. Okay. Jesse and I are going to be playing in parallel Sword and Shield. So at, uh, as we play, every new town we get to, we are going to battle each other. Doesn't matter what level our Pokemon are at, doesn't matter what teams are at, we're going to be battling each other. Um, there are going to be different uh, donation rewards that will require us to, that once someone donates at that level, we will have to change Pokemon on our team. Um, there's in, there will be a particular reward where we will have to, um, you get to pick what Pokemon is on our team from what we've caught. <laughs> you get to pick what we have to remove from our team. So if you want to royally screw one of us over, it would benefit <laughs> you and benefit Seattle Children's Hospital to donate because that's fun content. Um, hopefully, um, so we're going to be playing in parallel, uh, the new Pokemon games, Pokemon Sword and Shield. They shouldn't give me uh, Surfetched. Uh, wait, what? Huh? I said they shouldn't give me Surfetched. Oh, oh, oh. Well, yeah. If you're playing Shield, then I'll have Surfetched. So, but they get to choose. So, if you have to give me a Surfetched, I don't, ha- I don't have to give you anything. That's not what the donations say. No, the donate the donations don't specify any trades between the two of us. At least not yet. It's actually not a bad idea but we'll get into that later um but they do I, the sort of specs the sort of specification would be okay anything that you have caught before right um or potentially you have to go out and catch this particular pokemon um so four days in a row we're going to be playing pokemon sword and shield we're not going to be doing a 24-hour gaming marathon because while we're stupid we're not that stupid but also over not the saying of, that those people are stupid. That's true. Uh, we also require sleep. Uh, I think the four days will give us more playtime than just a straight 24 hours. Mm-hmm. We'll also keep our sanity for longer, which is, I greatly appreciate. Um, so um, stay tuned for that. Stay tuned for that. So those are our two uh, extra life um, events for the next couple of months. Yep. Extra life events for the next couple of months. Um in addition, if you here listening are someone that's going to pick up Sword and Shield, I think at some point on the Discord I'll drop a thing for Switch Friend Codes if people want to join us. Yes. Because they have added the ability to visit other people's camps. Yeah. So having you guys on the stream while we're playing would be something fun to have an interaction for. Uh-huh. And I think one of the other donation levels is, uh, or donation amounts, 
would be uh, battling us. Having us being yes. able to battle other people. Okay. Um, and we'll figure out the logistics of that as we get sooner because I don't know all of what enti- what battling each other, battling other people remotely will entail. So, okay. Um, but yeah, I think uh, it's time to wrap it up. <laughs> uh, I pulled up the uh, donation stuff. Okay. So at, I think, 250... We're going to go through a Pokemon Let's Go Nuzlocke. Yay! <laughs> maybe we'll do good. Maybe we won't. It's a really odd pick to do a Nuzlocke on just because of the way like all of the catch and the battle mechanics go. But It's probably the easiest one to Nuzlocke. I've never done a Nuzlocke. I'll probably be the one that's act- actively playing yeah, because Pokemon you haven't Let's played go. Red and Blue. Uh, I played Leaf Green. Okay. But I haven't played Let's Go. True. So I'm gonna go in com- like more or less completely fresh to this. This is <laughs> these mechanics I'm not super familiar with, except for playing Pokemon Go. But um, I think at 500, uh, we are going to. The thought is we're gonna go to Seattle Children's Hospital and we're gonna lure it up for a day, full day. Uh, what day it's gonna be? If it's just gonna be lure ups, I don't know. Um, that's wanna, something we have to speak with the staff about. Yeah, I, we don't want to do anything that's gonna disrupt the hospital. We don't want to do anything super crazy. The initial idea was to try and bring PvP there, but there's a lot of like uh, problems with mobility and all of these other things. Um, we want to do something f- to help bring the Pokemon Go experience to either another level or something to Seattle children. So Mm -hmm. that's going to require some additional um, conversations to sort of iron out what we want to do. But that is something that we are, are interested. Um, And if we reach that, I think $500 level, we're going to, we're going to actively go out for. Um, And then at, I think a thousand, either a thousand or 2000. I don't know. It's somewhere. It's going to be somewhere. I want it to be reachable again. Um, I want to put together a, the initial idea was similar to any of those pro sports, the all-star tournament East versus West. Oh yes. I think I have to, I had to bring it back down a little bit because an all-star would require me getting in contact and getting thumbs up from like a bunch of, of, uh, big names in Pokemon go and Pokemon in general that I don't think I can get. So I've narrowed it down to an East versus West tournament. So between our listeners and some other connections we know, I want to try and put together remote or whatever an East versus West tournament. So somehow the more wins you get, the more points your particular team gets. It's a whole bunch of organization and a bunch of other stuff that I want to try and put together. And the thought is that's going to be for next year's Extra Life. Okay. So... My other thought is any of the extra life goal stuff we're going to try and do in the off season, so okay. potentially next September, because there's going to be a bit more flexibility. But right. again, we'll have to see. There's a bunch of cups here. There's a bunch of stuff to go on. Who knows what's going to happen? I could drop dead at any second. <laughs> <laughs> um, Speaking yeah. Of. Speaking of who knows what's going to happen. Um, these are all like very loosely set plans. So we'll put out more information as we get close to it. Definitely things we're looking to do. Yes. Um, the, the two extra life events, uh, are pretty set. 
we're working on final details. We're going to be putting out more information this week. We're going to be putting out pretty pictures with all that information. The dog, I bet you anything, is going to fart in my face right now. <laughs> um, I love my dog, but good. <laughs> um, we're running late. It's We're almost hitting three hours. Thank you, all of you, for listening this long. Thank you, all of you who are listening to the podcast. Holy cow. There's a bunch of you guys that are still listening to us on on Twitch. Thank you. Uh, thank you for putting up with us. Um, I'm going to go explode. <laughs> um, we'll catch you guys in the next Battle Science episode. Until then, keep on battling. Good luck.